0: We got playoffs. Welcome to the Miss Reps podcast. My name's Kanal, and I'm joined here with Adam. How you doing, man? Playoff season
1: for the Seahawks. Because everyone counted us out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, who would have thought, right? Who would have thunk? Who would've thunk it, right? <laughs> I know well, I we mean, got, literally we got Niners next week, but let us have this, all right? This is gonna be a good week. <laughs> nine and eight.
1: the Seahawks are nine and eight. It's a weird, uh, actually, that's actually, you know, for me, I remember saying, I think in the first episode or or so a while ago that I didn't think the Seahawks were going to get to the playoffs, actually. I felt like we were Mm going to be like a solid like six or seven win team. And I got proven wrong, especially with that six and three uh, start that we had but um yeah that
0: kind of, that was our saving grace wasn't it, it that was. we started off hot
1: yeah the only reason oh and the re and we and we beat Detroit Lions earlier in the season that helped out in the end so oh
0: yeah for sure mm. and uh for especially for like the the tiebreakers and stuff like that because I think they they finished nine and eight as well right so that was the defining yeah that's that, that that's what it came down to
1: because uh it's and that was just a weird game for the Lions but we'll definitely talk about more on that um but yeah, playoffs for the Seahawks. I'm I'm a I'm a happy fan right now. I just hope we uh we we put up a fight and we actually maybe even win against the 49ers. Nah.
0: <laughs> I mean we're we're we're, we're head ass fans, but we ain't head ass head ass fans. We, we, we're oh, realistic. going to cheer for
1: my Seahawks no matter what, man. No matter
0: what, and you never know weirder things have happened. Oh, but what? um, you want to just go right into the game?
1: Yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Um. You know, it was 1916, your Seahawks. We were both right. You know, we, we chose our own Seahawks. If we chose otherwise, someone would have looked crazy during this podcast episode. But um, yeah, 1916, I offensively, you know, Geno is now the single season uh, passing yard record holder for the Seahawks over Russell Wilson's record with uh, 4,292 yards, by the way. He had a pretty, um, I would say a shaky game.
0: <laughs> uh that's see- fair that's a fair that's a fair way of putting it
1: yeah started the game off with a pick and i think he had like what two picks or three no he had two or three picks total. i think he had two yeah and man those picks
0: jalen ramsey had both of them of course he did um
1: those picks were pretty much like it could have like especially with how that game was going those two picks could have changed that game but we fought through we came through in the end got the win um k9 got a thousand uh, for the on the season, second rookie to do so for the Seahawks, I believe. Correct?
0: Yeah, I think the first was Kurt Warner. Oh yeah, Kurt Warner. The, not not bag boy Kurt Warner. <laughs> he, running back Kurt Warner, Kurt with a C. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no,
1: messing with you, man. But um, yeah, uh, I hope hopefully he can get some offensive rookie of the you know rookie of the year award for him. But we'll see what uh, what that looks like with all the other rookies that were you know balling out this season. And uh, yeah, Tyler Lockett was the, the man, The like, you know, the next Doug Baldwin in that he's an elite receiver that no one is looking at. He, never.
0: <laughs> never. It, 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 it was like him out on the field was the difference between winning and losing this game. It's just because you can't beat the reliability of, you know, when you know that Tyler's going to be open whenever. But that Whenever was a, you look that, at it,
1: that, that touchdown pass to him was like that such was a, a good throw. Like, it gave me Russell, in that sense, it was a Russell Wilson esque throw. Like, Land just, it landed just right in the, the bet.
0: R- Right in, right in the bread basket.
1: Yeah, I, I used to always say like right in the pillow, like just throw it right into the like you know just have a nice big pillow. It's like oh there we go, because like every time like Tyler Lock used to catch a ball, it'll always just be from up in the sky. Like okay, you just drop right here, please.
0: Just I know where it is. <laughs> I know where it is. This, <laughs> this game, this game kind of started off similar to the Carolina game. I think. I think the Carolina game. I think Gino threw a, a pick on his very first pass attempt as well. But what it came down to, the difference was the defense came to play this time around, and so I think that helped that a lot because oh, I think defense played yeah.
1: their asses off. Know, like
0: thank, like you just you just got to like clap for like the defense
1: because let's talk about it, right? Um, yeah, all of the saving tackles, all of the sacks, all the pressures. Um, yeah, five sacks total. You got one for Kobe Bryant, like. Are are we sure he's not like you know an off ball linebacker at this point? By the way, because <laughs> his stat line for the season um is four plus uh four more than like four forced fumbles, two sacks, and four well besides the four and four passes defended, and that's le- I believe that's uh yeah for as a rookie first rookie defensive back, uh as someone else tweeted about this like to finish with that and the only other two players to do it were D Lyman that's Chase Young and Max Crosby. So are we sure he's not like a linebacker in disguise?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, put him put 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 Kobe Bryant right next to those two and I think he he fits right in, don't you think? Oh yeah. <laughs> Chase, man. Young. Chase Young is a as a monster of oh, a human being. I'm, I'm I'm actually glad
1: he's uh he's back in and playing and stuff like that though after his ACL tear for sure.
0: Um Yeah.
1: Other stuff that happened with the def- uh, the Seahawks defense though was uh yeah, we got one sack for Kobe Bryant, one for Boy Mafe, one for Darrell Taylor, one and a half for Bruce Irvin who like he was balling out for that game. Like, he's looking like he was like 28 all over again, or 27 if you really want to go there. But, like, uh, oh, and then a half a sack for uh, Nuosu as well, which, again, that was a great free, uh, free agency pick uh, with him. Cause every time he's a difference maker, even if he's not making all the sacks and stuff, like that speed of him running, rushing after like the quarterback and stuff, like, even a lot of Chargers fans were basically saying like, "You got speed on your hands." Like he's basically that zoom like
0: linebacker when you need it on the edge. Could you imagine the Chargers if they were able to retain him? They would have a pretty. St- I mean, they their defense already did start rounding out towards the end of the season, but if they also had a Nwosu back there at the linebacking, at the linebackers level, then you know that would have been unreal for them. They would have been making a strong push.
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, because we we we're only paying him a one year deal. Isn't he a free agent unless we got to give him a contract, right?
0: I think it's a two-year deal, so oh, they're out. They're probably already going to start doing um, contract conversations and that thing this off-season. Obviously, um, he started the season off extremely hot. He kind of cooled down a little bit, but he kind of not. I wouldn't say cooled down is the right word. He took more of like a a more. I think team, I, I'd just, team oriented. Yeah. Like he, he contributed more to the team than he did with individual stats. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like he was he, mm-hmm. he like other players wouldn't have done as well as they did. had he not been doing his off ball movements and that kind of thing.
1: I personally feel like it's, it's I feel I feel like he was given the same play the whole season. It was just like the defense, every other, everyone else on the defense elevated themselves and they started contributing to like boy Moffat. Cause I know he wasn't really in the, uh, like in the rotation as much earlier in the season. And then, towards the end, especially with some injuries and stuff. He actually got some playing time and, um, actually, you know, became like a good, like in terms of like the, as a rookie, like he he did really good for the team. And, uh, of course, Bruce Irvin being 35, you know, uh, he's a free agent too. So I don't, I don't know if we're going to retain him unless we keep him in indoors for like a coaching position or something. Cause I don't know if you want to, or like
0: a vet, like a player coach type of thing is I think what they'll end up doing Mm -hmm. is like a guy that sits on the bench. He's kind of like cover, but he's, um, He's more of a leader role than he is a uh, contributor.
1: Yeah, because I don't know if anyone wants a thirty-six-year-old edge player. So, um, you know, like hey, we, we do. We, hey, we do we, from we, uh, we, from like a bridge, you know, and for like whoever else, you gotta have
0: it, right? You can't track. just have a bunch. You can't just have a bunch of rookies out there. You need to have some level of something to rally around. You know, someone that can just keep or keep everybody reined in and focused and that kind of thing. Mm. I mean, we wish it was Bobby Wagner because Bobby Wagner. Can we just take a minute and appreciate? the standing ovation, like the crowd cheers and everything that Bobby got when he got back, uh, when he came onto the field. The complete
1: opposite from Russ.
0: Yeah. He, uh, he, Bobby, like he's going to, I mean, he's going to go in the ring of honor. He'll, he'll go down as one of the best linebackers in Seahawks history, if not in NFL history. Cause even this year, he was probably one of the top ranked uh, in terms of like PFF rankings. You know, he was one of the top ranked linebackers for the Rams and, you know, for doing it, what is it what is he on his 10th season now i think
1: i think so yeah
0: and he's been doing it since he's a rookie so you know for him to for him to continue and do that it's you know that's unreal so he he got what he deserves the fans loved him we didn't want to see him go but he didn't make a big stink about it he didn't you know do anything ridiculous it was a mutual parting and Guys, guys still balling out, which is great to see.
1: Yeah. um, It was how he left was definitely a lot different than with uh, with Russ, especially for Wagner. I think it was just like, you know, Pete Carroll and him just sat down and was like, look, you know, Russ is gone. You know, I'm not sure if he said like, you know, we're not going to pay you or anything, but it's just like, hey, we want to give you that free reign to go out and find what you need to do because we're just, you know, starting a new leaf and all that stuff. So I'm glad he got to start. With the Rams, um, I kind of felt like he was trying to do that um, Super Bowl run. So that's why, you know, he probably latched with the Rams like after their Super Bowl win and stuff like that. But of course, that didn't pan out well for the Rams as a whole. You don't say. (laughs) He was really like, if anything, he's like the highlight at this stage um, for the Rams defense at this point. So, him and Jalen
0: Ramsey because Aaron Donald hasn't been playing,
1: yeah. And I believe, yeah, they already have him on contract, too. So, it's just a matter of like what the Rams are going to do next because uh, that's a we're going to talk about them coach shakeups in a minute, but also want to give a shout out to Quandre Diggs for getting for getting like the the pick that pretty much just eliminated the Lions. And it was his fifth pick of the season, by the way. Which I remember someone else, uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit from like uh, I forgot his name, but from That's Good Sports um he definitely mentioned like he definitely i remember his like little quip about it he was just like you know what just we got to get you have to just get the pick but not just get the pick but like point it off towards bobby wagner on the sideline and not even run it back because he had room to run it back let's he had room to run that was that was a funny thing
0: yeah but you know it's i mean everybody's bitching about it they wanted it to be taunting but it's just they're It's
1: part of the game. Just don't take it. No, that's not taunting. I've seen stuff this season. I forgot. I don't have, like, the perfect example of, like, uh, a person was doing something and it didn't get called for taunting at all. Oh, I remember. It's when the Vikings had, like, their, real quick, the Vikings had, like, their bad, like, their bad game and Justin Jefferson only had, like, what, 13 yards and uh, I forgot who. That was against
0: against the Packers.
1: Right. And then one of the Packers' corners actually just...
0: He like, started gritting on him. <laughs> I oh, think that was Jair. I said
1: that's that's not taunting,
0: huh? I think mm-hmm. I think that's Jair Alexander. Yeah, I think that's Jair what his Alexander.
1: name is. He's a he's a good corner, so you got to give him props for that one. But um, yeah, and he he,
0: when he it, it, and, uh, while we're on the topic mm-hmm. of Jair Alexander, I loved his little quip or like his little bit on uh, when he got that pick against the Dolphins and he was li- lined up against uh, Tyreek. Oh, <laughs> do man. you remember that? That, yeah, that little yeah. post came in rear where he was like, oh snap! Number ten, fast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me back off really quick. <laughs>
1: oh man, like, hold up a second. Like, yeah, you have to give, you have to give respect to anyone that's a speed receiver, and so that's why you see a lot of corners are like giving space for Tyreek Hill and Waddle over there. Yeah. So.
0: Other things on this game, you know, I one thing that we uh, we we saw that we kind of appreciated as fans was Geno put himself on the line to get to get that win. Like he wasn't having the best day. I mean, he, I mean, he, he himself said that you know maybe we can put a little bit of an asterisk on his single season record because it happened in an eighteen weeks se- or eighteen game season instead of or a, sorry an eighteen week season instead of a seventeen week season. Like oh, he's being so
1: like so humble in that moment right there. I'm like, bro, you earned that single season record because we we got other quarterbacks that didn't reach four thousand yards and they were starters all season long.
0: Yeah, that's true. And um, you know the the thing is is that he got that the, the, uh, the, the first, sorry, Russ's like a uh, record. He said it in 2020 when he had his prime let Russ cook season. Right. Yep. And so, you know, you can't take anything away from that. That was, that was the best form of Russ that you just beat.
1: Yeah, man. Like you, yeah, don't, I think it's also like, you know, I think he's still good with Russ and stuff. But it's like, come on, man. Like you had that success, especially like take that time, Because I remember, I think it was after the game, he said, I'm just going to go out the date with my lady, you know, and just not worry about, or watch, like, you know, the Lions game and stuff like that. Because, like, let me just, if anything, he needs to celebrate what he did for him and, of course, for the team, for the the season. Because, like, you can't, we cannot under, like, we can't underestimate the success that Geno had after being a backup for seven years. Because I want, I really want people to try to give an example of a quarterback that's been a backup for almost a decade. Comes in and starts and takes a team, in a sense, takes a team to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it it's it, Gino doing well this season is kind of a, a manifestation of a lot of things going right for us on offense. You know, we had a lot of talent come in at tight at tight end and offensive line that kind of just solidified us, as well as having two elite receivers and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And the addition of like Kenneth Walker to add some semblance of a run game, we hated seeing Rashad Penny go down because, you know, in those first in those first you know four or five games, that I think Rashad Penny was playing in. He was balling out, and you know the entire offense was feeding off of it.
1: Yeah, he was continuing. And, he was continuing that same run he that he did like last year. He he had like a hot streak, if I remember correctly, like towards the end of last year, uh, last season. So it was just a continuation. this is the contract year. This is the big year for Penny, right? Like finally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I wonder
0: what's. Uh, I mean, Penny's probably going to get a small-time deal with another team. You know, I don't mind if it's us because you know we need all the depth we can get. Depth is depth. If it's a if it's a small deal, he but, won't be a starter. Know, though. I know if he stays no. here, he's
1: not going to be a starter. He's he at least he's at least shown that he is a starter in his own right. Now the only question is, you know, when healthy, because like in a short span of like what, like four, Tight, uh, running three to five years. Run. <laughs>
0: yeah three, four years he's already had like three major injuries. yeah and you know and and running back careers are pretty small to begin with anyway, right? So you can't discount that. So I mean, you know I if think he, he has
1: if, a there's a market for him out there, maybe not the hugest market to like get paid the big bucks, but there's a market for him out there, whether it's as a change of pace back um if not the starter
0: and I think with um going back to Gino, I think with us making the playoffs, I think Gino collected all the incentives of his, uh, of his contract, 3.5 you know, I think the last, all, Oh yeah. So, you know, that's, he had a, you know, chump point, change yeah, compared to other, so basically kids.
1: his, his deal was like, literally like a, a steal for the Seahawks this season. He had a one year, three and a half million dollar deal and a ba- And basically he just converted it into a, basically a vet, the vet. Minimum. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: and you know, he's going to get paid and you know, hopefully it's with us so that we have like that bridge period where we can, you know, build out the team and, you know, solidify everywhere and then get that young quarterback in when, when the time is right.
1: I have a question but, for you on that. How much would mm-hmm. you pay? And what kind of contract would do would you want with Gino? You know a contract I think, is coming, so
0: Yeah, we know that. I think Gino doesn't Gino's always given that personality where he doesn't he doesn't give a shit about, you know, going to the big team and making a big name for himself. He's always kind of um he's kind of accepted that low key kind of guy. So I can see him sticking around for, you know, maybe not a lot of money, but I could see him sticking around for a contract that's at least, you know, 75% guaranteed. You know, the majority of the money is um, guaranteed for him. And he, he's in an environment that'll, that'll appreciate him. Yeah. So I could see us doing like a two, three year deal, um, maybe like twenty five twenty to 25 million a year, I think uh, which it is, might you know, a
1: little more than that, especially with them going to playoffs because you have to consider that they went to playoffs, um, you know, it's not like, a, oh, it's all because of Gino, but at the same time, like if they didn't make playoffs, that will also go into the contract talks. But I, I think, think they were going to give it contract It's going to be higher than 25 million a year because the minimum next year, uh, which is like, if you wanted to franchise tag him, it's like 30, it's 30.5 30. million. So that's going to like, I'm not trying to get into like the deep side of numbers, but I've seen ranges of like 28 to like 31 million or 25 to 31 million, mm-hmm. like that range. Um, in terms of like, yeah, so
0: I was giving a lot of weight to the fact that his contract would be almost fully guaranteed. So you know, twenty five million dollars a year for like three years, a
1: fully guaranteed contract. I I personally would love. I want more guarantees for players in general. So I'm all for it. I'm not here for the oh, try to be cheap for the team so the team can. No, there's enough money to go around to get who you need to get with fully guaranteed money. Because if Kirk Cousins can do it on the Vikings, multiple years. It can happen anywhere else.
0: You like that? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and so he he will he'll, he'll he'll earn his money. And then uh, the other question is like, do you keep Drew Locke as a backup? You know, that's how much neither here nor there. That's
1: the thing. How much do you pay him though in a in what's a, a backup
0: was a backup co- uh, quarterback salary? Who knows, right? Well, it like it could be, any, like if you're Jimmy G, your backup salary is pretty big, and then you eventually come in. But it's probably in like the five to ten million. I would think he
1: there is a little bit of a market for Drew Lock because there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. So someone may, and I could, it's not going to be a big contract for him, but someone may say, hey, because he's a free agent, he may actually go out and look. Um, for other teams, maybe.
0: Now, One thing I would add to that, though, is yeah. that Drew Lock hasn't thrown a single pass this season, and so that that'll definitely hurt his open market value. Is that no one oh, yeah, knows yeah, what yeah, they're like? But no I, one knows what they'll get.
1: I wouldn't be surprised also if Gino wanted to test free agency as well.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't hold it against him. I you mean, know, one or the other, we're going to retain. I think Gino is a preference, and this you know, is his,
1: this is that's also why we're going to overpay to keep him, if not a fully guaranteed contract. Because like, uh, there's going to be a team out there, you know, teams like if anything, like Colts among other teams that need a quarterback. And if Gino, if all of a sudden is like, yeah, I'm gone from Seattle. I'm not saying like you said he's not going to try to go to the biggest team and stuff like that, but at the same time, this is his only chance. And you know, it, like in his career, where he's going to make big money. This is this is it right here. Yep. So, and so
0: you know it, it it all comes down to the 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 project and the money that's put forward. I mean, he took this team to the playoffs, so I don't really see him moving on that's because on the Seahawks he,
1: to give him a good contract,
0: yeah, not and like a, so, not
1: like qB um I wouldn't say like q b like top ten, I'll say like between q b ten actually q b ten at the most q b fifteen at the least in terms of like what to pay him personally,
0: yeah, I think that's probably fair, but for me i mean in in terms of like the money being doled out. Probably that twenty five, around that twenty five, very very close to fully guaranteed or you know fully guaranteed for three years. I can I can see that kind of a contract being put on the table.
1: Three years, thir- uh, three years, ninety million.
0: Three years, yeah, seventy five to ninety million, sure.
1: I can see that. I can see that. Because um,
0: especially, I think the next season the cap is supposed to jump as well too, so it won't hurt they, us. They in say our... this
1: every year. The cap's supposed to just, like, especially yeah, like you said, cap's supposed to just jump, right? It's always going to okay. jump. So. um Quarterbacks are going to get more expensive. Um, That's one thing people are going to have to understand. Every position is going to get more expensive. I think the Jags told us about that with the wide receiver market. So,
0: (laughs) well, Jags, everybody was laughing at the Jags when they did that, but it was—I think it was the difference between them making the playoffs and they're running to the the bank with their receivers. (laughs) And so, you know, that I don't know what that contract situation is. Probably like you know they're probably on the hook for next year as well, and then they can reassess and that kind of thing for Christian Kirk, but. It's, I thought uh, I, I,
1: got signed to a big contract I, um, when he got there. He he was on
0: a on a four year deal. Yeah, correctly. it was a four year deal, but I don't know how much of it is guaranteed.
1: Oh, I mean, unless he wants to actually ask for a restructure. I forgot that actual deal. It was a big one, it was like what four years, seventy or eighty million or something like that, if I remember correctly. Either way, um, they um did a big thing over there with uh you know wide receiver money. But hey, they're the ones like running to the bank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they, I mean. Right? That's a, that's a, uh, that's cheap when you get in the playoffs. So
1: that's very true. Um, so, you know, again, hopefully, you know, I want Gino at least have a chance to, you know, I want him to have a chance to at least like test the market. But if he doesn't, he wants to stay with the Seahawks. Cause I mean, Hey, in terms of like the, like the the coaching staff, as well as like the system in place, I think it's going to work better for him with staying with the Seahawks. Cause if he was gonna go, our first overall, our first pick, is going to change drastically.
0: Yeah, and I think that's 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 a good point too. They're, the Seahawks are going to try to fast track this just so that they have some clarity come draft time what their situation is. Exactly. Because I think they I think they've they know that they have a bridge situation is just whether that bridge is Geno Smith or Drew Lock with a Drew Lock as a backup mm-hmm. or if it's Drew Lock with a drafted quarterback as a backup.
1: I can see I, I see I can also see a situation I think you might have said it uh was with like, you know, Gino with a drafted quarterback as a backup. Now the drafted quarterback in this case will just be like a very like low low pick, mind you. Or it could just be like we pick someone up at free agency. Or yeah. You
0: know, yeah, um, it, de- it it just kind of depends on what happens with Drew Locke. Yeah.
1: So what you know overall what do you think of like I guess the regular season of like the Seahawks then?
0: It was a it was an emotional roller coaster. Because we we started off like meh, and then we started losing, and then we started winning, and then we won a lot, and then we started going on this tailspin. But we're in the playoffs. I mean, we. I mean, it's not about the it's not about the result. It's about the journey you went along the way. And this journey was like like you know it was all <laughs> up and down, all over the place. Oh man, it was it. Especially when those close games kicked in. But we had less
1: close games than I, I keep always bringing up that one season where we had nothing but close games the whole season with Russ. It was always a touchdown or like a one to three point differential kind of differences but in terms of just like seeing the team in a new light fresh full year without Russ a fresh full year with like I think they opened like 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 Pete Carroll said we're opening up the offensive playbook even more that was like the first what four weeks he said that like yeah we gotta we gotta open up the playbook some more because we don't want to you know uh, be old school and stuff. He, he must have finally heard all of like the, you know, Pete Carroll's old jokes or something like that, you know
0: No, that would that was probably yeah, like a tongue-in-cheek comment like <laughs> Because it, the old way is winning a lot of games right now for a lot of people yeah. Um, um and- In terms of like the season itself, you know, we can say that we have a lot of hope going forward because we have a, we had uh How many rookies we had three on offense Mm-hmm. And three. Plus I think we have four on, on
1: offense because we drafted a receiver, I believe.
0: Or we got Dariq Young. Yeah, he played some snaps towards mm-hmm. the end, but um, yeah, part the, the mainstay starters were oh. Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross and Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. On defense, they were Tariq Woolen, uh, Kobe Bryant, Boye Mafe ro- fi- figured into the rotation. Yep, and um. I feel like I'm missing one. Mike Jackson isn't really a rookie, but no, he's like a He was just a
1: new we acquired him. Um, all just like how we got like Noah Fan. Like Noah Fan had a pretty solid season with us as well, but he was just from the, the rush trade and stuff like that. So
0: So I'd say we had like six rookies, you know, out of the twenty two players that we had that were starters, and they all kind of balled out. And so, you know, they are the The future is bright. Just continue to add to it because we got them Broncos picks coming up. So oh, it's gonna be we a got great lot build off
1: season. And of course, uh, with the wild card coming up, the Seahawks will be playing this Saturday. Uh, we are ten point underdogs against the Niners, and rightly so because the Niners D line. I still remember that game and how the D line controlled pretty much how our offense was like going the whole game, and I hated that.
0: Yeah. So what? What if you if you were to point to some keys to this game? What do you think your keys to the game are?
1: Um, we got to set the run. Um, if we don't set the run, it's going to be a long game. We definitely didn't set the run the first time or, or the last two times around with the Forty Nineers. <laughs> um, and hopefully we can do some better. Like, hopefully, if they only bring four on the line, basically just protect Geno, give him time to throw, set up a run game. Defense, play your heart out. Like you did in this last, like this, this last game here, play your heart out, try to get some picks and turnovers.
0: Oh my gosh. Please watch that tight end. <laughs> my, my Lord. Yeah, his name is George Kittle. If you're not familiar with it, I didn't he's want to a, say his uh, name
1: because I'm not trying to he, give him, I'm not trying to give him like any other, Um, you know, like, I don't know. I just don't want to give him like any juice because, oh my gosh. Cause George Kittle,
0: he does. He's been thing. a beast. He's been a beast since Brock Purdy is coming. Oh, he, he's no. been unreal for me. It's got to come down to getting in Brock Purdy's face, and that's the problem that we had these first two games. And so, get if you get in, if you get in his face, and you know, make him rush judgment, control their run game. Yeah, and you know the because the secondary had like a like a metamorphosis compared to last season. Even Quandre Diggs, who I was I was pretty down on for like three quarters of this season. I mean, he came off of a broken ankle last year mm-hmm. and I think he's finally starting to get his step back because that pick he made on van Jefferson. I mean, it was an underthrown ball, but he caught it like a wide receiver over the shoulder type of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah and that, 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 and that's some vintage Quandre digs. And cause you know, earlier in the season, Quandre Diggs was missing. We're missing picks that were thrown right at his numbers, and everyone was like, "What's going on here, bud?" But you know that 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 pick saved our season because Van Jefferson had had a clear path right to the end zone on that.
1: He did, and um, you know, that's just something like basically our defense is going to have to like we're going to have to concentrate on Kittle, CMC, and Purdy. Like if it's going to be is
0: Debo still hurt? Who? Debo? Ye. Ooh, no, Debo's back, I believe. Yeah, so there's a lot of people to keep track of. Well, we we're can- almost at 11 players cool. here. <laughs> <laughs> on the
1: offense alone. We're not even talking about defense, right? But it, it's just that, like, if we can get those QB pressures and the sacks, that's a start. If we can limit uh, CM, I would just say I would rather limit CS- CMC and have good coverage on Kittle, and we'll just go from there. But you can't, you know, there's going to be mismatches and stuff like with our defense and stuff like that right now, especially uh, Jordan Brook is out. And that's like a big thing for us. Jordan Brooks out for the season. Um, Cody Barton's the starter. And of course you got, um, well, boy, Mafe comes in on the, for edge. And then the Tanner Muse is coming in as the second uh, middle linebacker um, in our, in our scheme. So he did pretty good in this, um, in the last game too. Uh, You know, he was serviceable. Uh, I think it's just a matter of just getting more, just, just like how we were saying with Cody Barton throughout the season. Like he never had a full year to
0: start. So, um the uh, with with the with the niners if i recall correctly those 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 two games they were able to establish any type of run that they wanted to establish meaning like inside zone that you know bounce out wide yeah um you know everything was working out for them and so taking away elements of their run game is just a, is is uh as good as you know is you know is not sh- shouldn't be discounted is the right way of saying it mm-hmm. you know if, if, um Especially if you take away those runs up the middle, because those are soul crushing. If you're in that front seven, you know, take those out, force them out wide, let your linebackers clean up, and um, you know, hopefully you can, hopefully you can control that Ren gun because <laughs> CMC is not an easy guy to, to wrangle down.
1: That's true, and that's all we can pretty. Much, and if anything, it's it's weird because when we're the only team that held the Niners below 30 points on the season, the only team, even though we lost but you know, that might also contribute to why it wasn't like over, but we didn't get blown out though. But, Mm -hmm. um, it's just one of those things. Like, I think we have like a underdog chance of winning. It's just, that it's going to be a uphill battle in that case. So, um, final, some final stuff from the game. I have some, um, two points from, uh, yeah, two points and one from like one Seahawks fans, uh, Other Seahawks fans have, uh, after the Lions game, were donating to a lot of the player charities. And I actually, I really do love that, especially with all the support, even from like Seattle themselves um, on the social media and stuff like that. That was really good. Like the Hakuna Matata, like tweet they had (laughs) and stuff like that. It was really, it was really nice. Um, Especially if you were a Seahawk fan, you were definitely watching the Green Bay and Detroit Lions game. And uh, yeah, that was a good game. Um, And I do have a fun fact, actually. Oh, I love them. Here we go. So, fun fact: uh, in 1999, the Seahawks lost their final home game, and they finished with nine wins. And they made it to playoffs with some help, though. But they ended up uh, they ended up only losing to Dan Marino in his final final year. And we had John Kitten under
0: center. Man, that was a long time ago. Oh,
1: but we were, uh, we, and we weren't in. The, we were not in the NFC West. Though we were in the AFC West as the fifth team.
0: Yeah, that's how long ago that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Am I old yet? I guess so. But um, yeah, that was like a little nice, little fun fact uh, about that as well. Um, finally, just this team has done a really good job. We found a core. We found like a core on both the defense who to build around, the offense who to build around. Um, Pete Carroll, uh, oldest coach in the league. I think he's like what seventy-eight, seventy-nine right now
0: now he's 71 oh my gosh i <laughs> overshot it to the moon right you saw, you overshot it by a lot a lot but 71 <laughs>
1: oldest coach in the league uh excuse me pete you know don't don't come and hurt me now but uh he's had 10 playoff appearances um well he he, he took the seahawks to playoffs 10 times in 13 years and that's with uh three different quarterbacks you know so that's that's something that's winning football it's just people don't watch enough seahawk football of course uh, over the years mm-hmm. and that's actually that is an issue um dk metcalf and lockett were with that one thousand yard receivers and finally you know we had a lot of picks this season dicks with five uh Diggs with five and woolen had six and i think he was a uh, tied if not leading it at the time unless someone actually got more than him uh then no, i think
0: i think the season ended with a tie which we would have loved to see Woolen get one more and be the season leader come to the end of season. He but.
1: had moments, uh, if not this game, it was like the last game too, where he like almost got a pick and stuff like that. But either way, he was there for a lot of those like uh, disruptions and past and past defenses and stuff like that. So again, Woolen was just a steal, a diamond in the rough, just found in the fifth round in the draft. So you know,
0: I mean, we um, draft cornerbacks like the, the the Steelers draft wide receivers. Like most of the time, Steelers take wide receivers. They're not highly touted. Pro- uh, talents or anything like that i don't know how joe i think george pickens was in the first or second round so he he's probably one of the highest ones that they've ever took but those guys always just find like random randos to come in and then they just turn into like thousand yard receivers and do crazy we, stuff
1: didn't we didn't we do the same exact thing like with doug baldwin and other like either running backs if not oh we definitely did it with uh defensive linemen like bennett and all them too
0: right? Yeah, well those were like we we were known for the afterthoughts, gotcha. like people that kind of people that kind of don't um, until we won a Super Bowl and
1: they were like, "Oh my gosh, Seahawks, the Seattle exists," you know. Uh, I remember those. Yeah, I
0: mean kids. like we we, we went up, we go after players that people are saying like, "Oh, they're done." Like, you know, Doug Baldwin was an undrafted free agent that we signed. Yeah. And so we and but Michael Bennett, Cliff Avril, we we ch- we traded them for pennies. Quandre Diggs, we traded them for like a fourth or fifth round pick. Like, you know, these guys, they, those are the kind of guys that come in anytime we Anytime we go in for like the the splash play, we always seem to fuck that up, like the Percy Harvin or the Jamal Adams. I don't think we, Sheldon I don't Richardson. Think, I don't think
1: we screwed over the Jamal Adams trade because especially it just
0: hasn't like, panned out yet. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll
1: give you that. But I just feel like it's just because we didn't utilize him how we should, because it's weird. It's it's just like how we had um, Jimmy Graham as a tight end, but we we're trying to use him as a blocking tight end when he was clearly a receiver, it's a receiving tight end from the Saints. But um, that reminds me of that trade there when we traded Max Unger, and that that hurt my soul. And that's yeah. why we have the Max <laughs> Unger curse still to this day. We do need a new center. Yeah, teams. we
0: we if if we're if we're gonna jump a little bit, if we're drafting center and right guard, those are probably two of our most important needs. Obviously, don't use your very, your number five overall pick for it because there's probably not the you right. Know, wait player till the out second there.
1: round, but um, we definitely need to put a lot of juice into our defense, as you can see.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. You want to? I don't have anything else around the Seahawks. You want to go around the league? Let's go around
1: the league.
0: All right. First and foremost, we have the Damar Hamlin situation. Then we give a little update on that. Discharged from hospital on his way back to Buffalo. Um, Seems like he's on his way to making a full recovery. Um, It's really good to see, ain't it? Yeah.
1: I mean, he's obviously done for this season, but he just needs to sit and just relax with the family. Go and of course support the team. I know he'll be on the sideline with the team uh, in their playoff uh, journey. But um, I'm just glad he's out. I'm glad he made it. Um, I'm just like whenever the doctors just said like Yeah, you won. You won the game of life. I was like, you really did because the last the last thing we needed was a death.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's. Uh... I think did you ever see like how much his charity had gotten gotten up to? Like I think I saw eight million at one point, and then his dad came out and said like start donating to the hospital and stuff like that because we don't need a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. You yeah. gotta give him the. Um,
1: but if anything, he can use that money to help fund other ventures and stuff like that within charity work, of course, because law abiding, you know, with where that money goes, <laughs> Which, but it's not um,
0: even law abiding, just being an ethical person. <laughs>
1: well, it, this is true. This is very true. So either way, that money will be will be in good hands. And he even said in a tweet that, you know, he, he realized he saw all the love that was given to him. And he wants to put that right back into the world because at the end of the because at the end of the day, you get you know, you get back what you put in. And he, he even said it himself, um, even prior to him um, having that incident. So I, I really love that he's a really great guy. Can't you can't ask for anything more.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things too. I mean, yeah, obviously he's done for the season. Um, do we think do we think he has a career after this? Does Tua That's a tough have a question. career after this? Huh? Does Tua have a That's, career after this? Tua is another question. We are talking about Damar Hamlin. Do not open up another can of worms. That here. is not a can <laughs> of
1: worms. You have one person with their heart and you have another person with their brain.
0: Yeah, and so with Demar Hamlin at least that's you know when you hit cardiac arrest like that usually there's some Damage associated with your heart. muscle. Yeah,
1: and I think they're gonna definitely look at him for that It's one of those things of like if it happened once it's actually prone to happening even more so again So that's up to him on what he wants to do with it um, one thing that the Buffalo Bills ugh, ugh. One thing the Buffalo Bills did though for sure was they actually paid him fully out for that game oh, the games he uh, the game he missed um yeah cuz
0: there was there was issue with how he was missing games cuz he was being put on IR and he didn't finish the season out yeah and, and i think that they, they 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 came good on their contract right
1: yeah which which basically brought up the the issue in the league with um what was it oh
0: you need to get like
1: there needs to be some guarantees in those contracts even if the contract itself of like the actual money being paid to you isn't fully guaranteed there has to be guarantees that's like an issue that was brought up over that because he actually wasn't really supposed to be paid period like that was it like he wasn't supposed to be paid but the bills were like no we're going to pay you out man cuz that that doesn't make is it your fault that your heart just stopped on you on the field no <laughs> i
0: think we've learned a little bit more about what ended up happening to him too we, i think you touched on it last week which was you know he went into cardiac arrest because like, even doctors came out and said it was, like, a one-in-a-million type of thing. Like, he got hit in the chest at the exact moment, like, his heart was beating or something yes. like that. Yes, And that just kind of threw off his, like, his cardiac rhythm. Mm-hmm. And, and it that just, just stopped. Yeah, and then he just stopped. And you, so, you know,
1: sometimes with that, it's usually just having an irregular heartbeat, kind of like what happened with J.J. Watt, which he had to actually get his heart jumped um, this season for. But, um yeah it completely stopped. That is a one in a million or like, man, that's
0: just, it's still wild
1: that that happened.
0: I mean, you know, the, the, the bills, they rallied around him. You know, you can see the love in that locker room. Cause the very first play after, after that game against the uh, Patriots, Naeem Hines took the kickoff back for a mm-hmm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. And some people were out there were saying like NFL scripted moment, <laughs> plain and simple, but nah, you, you got to just you got to you got to just appreciate it. Sure it was the all the scripted.
1: Moment. It was all it was all planned. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was it was one of those things that, you know, it, it if you're you just got to appreciate the moment, man. It was just that was a good way for that team to come together cuz when that when they scored that ball that was their first touchdown since you know since Demar Hamlin got oh that's true you know, got taken down so and they had, it was also uh, the, was it, it was a first play first play since Hamlin return touchdowns right the kick return yeah. so, touchdowns for Yeah Hines. that's the one I'm referring to yeah. Yeah, with Naeem Hines yeah and so it was good to see the team come back and they just probably rallied around that cuz in that game Patriots were actually trying to play for a playoff spot they were part <laughs> of that so. bunch <laughs> they, so they they were in that bunch that was sitting at w- uh, trying to get in on that 7 seed mm mm-hmm. mhm Mm-hmm. we know the feeling <laughs> yeah it fell right for us it didn't fall right for them unfortunately it it fell right for the dolphins who are also very sus
1: yeah patriots in the short of it like real quick they just need to figure out what they need to do with their quarterback and not like a get rid of him or anything it was just he he had a bit of a down season in my opinion mac jones did
0: i think he was playing hurt part of it was a part of it maybe he didn't have the receiving options that he would like to have but it just seemed like it like the all the cylinders weren't clicking, and he fucking had Matt Parti- Matt Patricia calling the plays, the which defensive is just coach. <laughs> yeah, he was the he was the defensive coach prior to going to the Lions, and so you know maybe that's that's obviously not the the um, it doesn't make sense that's not in his area of expertise at least in terms of his experience, and so you, you there are even moments where people were calling Mac Jones like a brat or you know something like that on the sidelines because he would shout at – you know, Matt Patricia call better fucking plays. I mean, is he wrong though? He's not wrong though. <laughs> is he? Because you know, now you got guys out there. Like, I mean, I can't remember who the name was, but you know, they're If there is anything that the Patriots organization has no problem doing, it's shuffling things around so that you know they continue to be a well functioning organization. I
1: just so I've always felt like they, as an organization, they've always had besides like their key moments, they've always had like a weakness at receiver, but of course had Tom Brady to like elevate anyone. At the time. Yeah,
0: you you it it was kind of like the um, elite elite passers can make great receivers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that kind of thing is probably what they're experiencing. Obviously, that's not always the case because you have guys like DeAndre Hopkins who who did you could have like a paper bag at quarterback and you'd still you'd still get you know ten tuds on the season. Oh, you you're right, you're right. Um,
1: but yeah, Demar uh, Demar Hamlin, uh, glad he's out of the hospital with the family, friends, and back at you know with the Bills. So. We hope, you know, make a good, you know, even a greater recovery, take your rest, all that good stuff. Um, if you come back to football, I understand because there's a lot of people that will give their life to play that game. Because to some people, it's not necessarily as simple as quitting because sometimes this sport is literally what helps them get out of poverty. I'm not saying that's yeah. that's not in DeMar's case, but for some other, some other football players that have mentioned it, it was their way out. It was their only yet- way out. So, yeah, um, you know, I understand. So if he comes back to play full on support, just, you know, stay protected. man.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody will will fault you for stepping away, even for like a, a year or two, just just to get right. If you had decided to come back and, you know, hopefully someone will accept you with open arms. But yeah, nobody take your time. Just get better one day at a time. I mm-hmm. think that's all anybody wants.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's, um you know, the end of the season. And, uh, we, you know, with the end of the season comes a lot of change, right? Uh,
0: you want to talk about some, some of these coaching s- changes that's been some of the Some of these changes, they didn't even feel like they waited for the coach to get back in the locker room. They oh. just kind of, you, the coach was trying to get back in the locker room and he tried to swipe his key card. He was like, nope. boop, 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 <laughs> boop, "Like you ain't Like, you, you ain't back in. Well, no. well we, There have been a lot of coaching changes. There's a lot of head coaching positions open. But we can start off with the uh, coaching changes that are kind of... Are the uh, head coaching the new head coaching opportunities that are open now? So, yeah. first one, first one that got the axe was Lovey Smith. Um, wild, you had some thoughts on that.
1: I did. Um, real quick, only thing was like even like Tony Dungy even came out and said stuff about this as well, like how you had two years, you had two different coaches in the past two years, and you gave them a chance and then you cut them. It makes sense on that first one, right? It's like with Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos, but. You can't just have someone come in with some with, with a little bit of fanfare. They had a little bit of fanfare for him, not too big of one. But and then you just cut him literally after. And a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, he got cut because he wanted to win in the Houston Texans, like the the last game of the season, which cost them their number one overall pick." Which yeah, I was
0: about to say that. That's probably why they 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 probably cut him because that's, that's they, a he very didn't to...
1: stupid reason. And I, I will look at you differently as a person because. If you're really sitting there as an organization, knowing all the rules that there is, I, of course, there's ways to get around the rules and actually tank consistently. Like, oh, let's just put our other quarterback in there. You know, we're not really trying, but we're trying. But at the same time, I'm I'm with Lovey Smith on like going for the win because I'm not going to just sit there and be like, yeah, let's lose because you don't even know if he was going to be. I believe he was going to be fired regardless after that final game because it actually came out that they were looking for. Um, head coaching candidates, like right now, the age range for it is like 38 to 42 and Lovey Smith was like 60, uh, if I remember correctly. So it's a little bit of the ageism kicking in and like, we want to get younger at coach and stuff like that because like the Sean McVay treatment, if, if not, if not anything else, but, um, I didn't like how that was handled. Um because it it basically made it point to like you cost us the number one over. Like we actually would have kept you in the building if you just lost the game. But no, if if that was the reason, if that was the case, I'm going to go and win a football game.
0: Screw you Yeah. From, from an organization perspective, I think, you know, ageism is probably factored into it. I think they were probably thinking, you know, we have the number one overall pick or number two overall pick now, you know, maybe it should go to someone that is going to be part of our long-term vision. And I guess they probably just didn't see Lovey Smith as part of that long-term vision. It kind of opens up a can of worms on the new guy that open, uh, that walks through the door because now the new guy is going to have a lot of pressure on him with like, he'll have, all he'll the have a lot
1: of picks to work with though. So it's, it's up, have a it's lot a of picks
0: to build up a team from scratch. That's what the Texans are offering.
1: You got a number two overall pick. And I think they have some other picks to do from, from trades, but like, I don't know. It, it just it didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. Is what I'm trying to say with that.
0: So yeah, and so and yeah, I guess I wouldn't say that there's a. Lo- Actually, I would say the opposite now that there's a, there isn't that much pressure on the new guy coming in because it's already been established that as a rebuilding organization, you have some high draft capital. Like, I mean, I'll, I, if if the guy that comes in, you know, they keep him for like two, three years, fire him again. I wouldn't be surprised. It seems like that's the Texans' mo is that they just cycle through coaches without giving him a chance to build what they're building. That's the one so, thing you have
1: to consider as a head coach. Do you want to work with the Texas organization as a whole? That's one thing you have to consider with head coaching yep. vacancies is like, what's the, what is the status of the organization itself? Like for instance, if I was a head coach, if I was, if I was a person that wanted to be a head coach and I actually, you know, I have a way in, like I could actually get it. I would not want to join like the commanders, for example, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to join the Colts, for example, because, it just feels like a lot of stuff kind of going on in the back end of things, and just as an example. Meanwhile,
0: right? if like, meanwhile, if openings opened up, like, you know, if Mike Tomlin decided to move on, or John Harbaugh decided to move on, you know, those are two great footballing organizations that whoever comes in is going to have a lot of support and it's going to be a well-run machine. Facts. But you look at organizations like the, uh, like you said, the Texans and the Colts. You know, you don't have that confidence because the Colts put fucking Jeff Saturday in as interim coach. They so.
1: brought him like out of the woodworks. I still, I still believe to this day, he is the most undeserving interim coach, uh, interim coach, to have the position that he has. You literally like just
0: because look at look at what um, <sighs> Steve Wilks did for Carolina, right? Still, they like let Steve him Wil- go, and they're gonna let him go. He went six and uh, six
1: they- in that last those last some number of games. Like he actually gave him a chance to get the division. You know? Yeah, I
0: mean, like I, I think they were, I think they were eliminated week seventeen. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. but. Yeah you know it came down to a matchup with with the bucks and so like he was on the pretty older wild.
1: side, and i know that's one of the probably the reason they were just like yeah we can move on i don't know if we want to rebuild a whole new team with some i know like some like there's a front person in the front office that said it it's just not out in the public obviously so
0: <laughs> oh yeah for sure other and the other opening that came out i think it was this morning was a uh, cliff kingsbury we kind of saw it coming you know steve or uh, is it Steve Kime? Steve I think Kime, it's
1: Steve the uh, the general manager. The GM, yeah.
0: The GM stepped away for you know for health reasons. You know what it could have been actual health reasons, but you know when that kind of thing happens with like, I think it happened like with three four weeks left in the season. You kind of know that that organization is ready to go through some some turnover. So Cliff Kingsbury's notice came in this morning. And so that coaching opportunity is open now. And too. Steve
1: and Steve Kime actually, you know, he report like he actually told him like I'm gonna actually step up. He's
0: actually stepping away
1: actually from the GM position for his health now. So the GM is po- it really for yeah, him? The G yeah, the GM position is open. So what they're gonna have to do first, actually I have an update on that too. They have to go get a GM first. Because <laughs> the GM yeah. has to go then get the head coach. But Kyler Murray and some other leaders on that team will have a say of who the head coach should be. So I, you know, that actually that full, they don't have a full say, but like they actually can put a, a, they have a voice, if you will.
0: So that with, with an organization doing like this, what you'll often see is like a coach come in and then the GM will come in because in terms of the GM, like they they prefer that they prefer that type of relationship because Mm -hmm. the GM is the guy that comes out and fills the team. So they prefer to establish that team philosophy first and then find a GM that fits into that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they actually hire a coach that they want to hire and then find a GM that can kind of fill the needs for that coach. Because more often, I mean, coaches are basically like, they're kind of GMs in their own right. Like a lot of the coaches uh, are, you know, VPs now, of player personnel. But now personnel. You're talking
1: about what type of coach you're going to get. Because, you know, there's the Bill O'Briens that try to be the Bill Belichicks, where the Bill Belichick is literally the head coach and he's the GM. It's almost like you never hear about the GM in Patriots because Bill Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill O'Brien... He failed hard. <laughs> We're just gonna say that he failed. <laughs> Actually, hard you know, Bill Abram. <laughs>
0: while we're talking about bill o'brien bill o'brien is one of the names that uh people are saying bring back to the patriots because he's from the bill belichick tree i think he's and he was the, an offensive he's
1: at alabama right now right as a coordinator yeah
0: he was at alabama or like an offensive analyst i can't remember what it is but yeah he's there it seems like i don't know why it feels like those two guys always got coaches cycling through him like kyle shanahan came through steve mm-hmm. Sarkeesian, who's now the longhorns coach came through him mm-hmm.
1: yeah and um uh, you know at the end of the day though uh they're going to have to go and look for both the GM and the head coach. I know the head coach, they're going to get some feedback from the player. So Kyler Murray's on that list and everything, of course, among other, because uh, that's the owner came out and was saying that um, at a press conference. So, yeah. Um Did y'all know that Kingsbury, you know, got an extension prior to the beginning of this season for five years? And he right now will get, you know, unless something happens to where they cancel it, He's going to keep getting a check every two weeks for the next five years. And yes, it's in the millions. Yeah not like each that's check a, mind you not the, each check is a wait million. how many
0: times have we how many times have we said on this podcast ain't no job better than a fired NFL coach cuz he can sit on your ass and still get millions of dollars
1: yes that and then like he can just like they were even like on I remember on Good Morning Football this uh today they were talking about like oh where could he go like Bali or no he's like i remember one of them was just like no Bali that's that's child play he's going to go to like the rich like private islands and all that type he's of he's going to buy an island <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised but um, yeah, he uh, his. I want to actually know his contract because I want to know how much he's gonna get paid. Because <laughs> that's like, yeah. I really want to know. So uh, please uh, sound off on the other ones. I'm just gonna take a quick look for his contract,
0: though. Yeah, let's just go through the rest of the coaching changes that kind of uh, that have kind of filed through. So we talked about Lovey Smith. We talked about Cl- Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel uh, fired his entire staff. Basically, yep, I saw that. that and so, you know, I, I've been on the Mike Vrabel bandwagon, not, not bandwagon, but fan club for a little bit. Cause I think he's a great coach. So this is what great coaches do. Just try to keep evolving and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I can see the organization and evolving and getting the right, uh, the right philosophy and uh, keep winning games. Cause I think that's all Mike Vrabel's about. He doesn't give a shit how you win the games mm-hmm. as long as you win the games. Um, other vacancies that are coming through, um, Ron Rivera fired Scott Turner, who I think is Norv Turner's son. I'd have to look that up. Mm-hmm. But he uh, fired him as an offensive coordinator, so that opportunity is open. Um, other other opportunities that might be open, there is the one surrounding Sean McVay, and I think that's the one that's kind of really up in the air because um, I think, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, he wants to step away from football. Or he, he's considering stepping away from football for like the mental aspect of it, right? Like it's, yeah. it's taking its toll. You can kinda see
1: that like he's struggling with not just how the season went. Obviously everyone would struggle if you're a head coach of a team that went like five and what was it like I forgot what their final record is, but like not that many wins.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> not a lot.
1: Not many wins, but like he has uh some stuff that was kinda brought up. Um he has family in Ukraine. He lost family during this season, I think. Those two things took a toll on him for the season, but um, some people are going to see it as like, well, things got hard the year after your Super Bowl year, and you're just going to leave because, like, I I forgot who McCordy off of a Good Morning Football was basically saying like, I'm he's like I'm two sides of it, which I'm actually in agreement. So he said one side was like, actually, yeah, go you know take go take your go get some time off, man. You deserve it. Go and, you know, celebrate your wins, celebrate all the accolades that you got at at your age and celebrate all that. Take some time for that. The other side was like, you're going to leave now, like in the middle, like it's yes, it's rough right now. But like you, you still have like the framework to hopefully build something, although the Rams barely have any first round picks until I think they only get their first one in 27 or 26. Is it really that far out? Yes. I kid you not. They they were trading a lot of their first round picks. I it's either 26 or 27.
0: Uh 20 I don't think, I didn't think you could trade that far out. I thought you'd only trade out 3 years in advance.
1: I think it's 26, not 27. But you can check when they're when they <laughs> when do they have a first round pick? It's not until way far out by the way, unless they trade somebody themselves, which I feel like they're going to have to do because they are paying a lot of people Hollywood money and they can't do that for everyone on that
0: team. No, they got their first round pick in 2024.
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. So it was at the time. Okay. I thought they had one like further out, but
0: uh, you know, until they actually trade it away, you never know. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, maybe whoever comes in is just kind of have to like, you know, grant, uh, you know, clench their teeth and just deal with like the, the ramifications. Cause they, they're, they're If you look at their 2023 draft pick situation, it's just kind of like all over the place. There's a lot of like, they have this person's pick, but then they traded to this person and then they got it from this person and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So they probably have about, you know 3 4 4 5 picks i would say is that first um, round
1: pick in 2024 20, is it theirs or is it another team's no it's all theirs okay 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 i was about to say um but yeah if he wants to leave and go away and do a little bit he won't do like a full broadcasting like thing with the with any like with anyone i think it would be like something seasonal like You know, maybe like all of these certain types of games on Amazon or something like that. It's okay if you want to try new things. I think we're and what one thing. This is just me now. One thing we have to also understand is like your the head coaches of the league as of today are getting younger. Your GMs are getting younger. I said this before. You're gonna start seeing a lot more aggressive trading, like we did see prior to this season. But also, you're gonna see a lot of head coaches doing different things that you're not used to an NFL head coach doing, which is like. Maybe leaving for a year, maybe coming back. You know, taking some time. Like even Sean Payton did it. Like he's he was gone for a year, and then he's like, you know what? I might want to come back with with some people as well. You know, <laughs> and then uh- yeah.
0: So Sean Payton's probably one of the most enticing coaching prospects. But the other, you want to talk about uh, some of the other ones that you were saying?
1: I will. Um, I got those numbers for um uh, for from, from Cliff, as well as like a little factoid about like.
0: Him. oh it's not a fun fact this time no
1: it's a fun fact come on now oh, come fact on toy but uh <laughs> real quick so he's getting paid um it's about like what is that 35 million in the next five years so like well not 35 but either way he's getting for the next five years his he's it's fully guaranteed by the way 7.5 million dollars annually nice. Nice. It, ain't no
0: job better than a fired head ain't coach. No job
1: better than a fired NFL head. And he can d- still pay for his house. He can pay off that house. He can that house he has in Arizona. It's a nice house, by the way. Bro, it, right? I'm going to
0: Scottsdale this week. The first thing I looked up when I saw that was was that shit on Airbnb because <laughs> I booked that right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey Kingsbury, look, I'm a, I'm a Cardinals fan. I'm lying, but you know
1: I <laughs> I just wanted to take a peek inside the crib, man. But I'm um,
0: I'm a fan of a bird team. Fan <laughs> of a, a bird team. You ain't
1: lying right there.
0: Um, Yeah, but um, that's that's wild. Seven seven and and a
1: half half million uh, a year. And another the fun fact is in um, Arizona, no head coach has lasted in that franchise for over six years um, in its 100 year history.
0: Which is pretty wild. I, a that it's it's been around for a hundred years. B that a guy hasn't stuck around for more than six years every that, every uh, year. Yeah,
1: whether it's due to like you know I want to go see new things and all that stuff. Yeah, no one no more than six years. Like you know you have like Mike Tomlin who's been with the Steelers for sixteen. <laughs> <You yeah>. know. <laughs> ain't, ain't had ain't had a losing season since he's been there. So right. Um. But uh, yeah, that there's that. So we and then after that, um, some other coaching changes that i've kind of seen on my end was just uh um bro- oh excuse me so we have uh going back to the texans real quick they have the second overall pick and the 12th overall pick so they have two first round picks as well so that, like you like you were saying earlier whoever is going into the texans you're gonna have two first round basically you you have like hey you can build your team Who's, the the, uh,
0: who's, 12th, who's 12th round pick is it? Or 12th uh, overall pick is it? I think it's...
1: um I forgot who... It was a trade. I don't have it up in front of me right now. But... um Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Ha, 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 ha. It's... <laughs> Evil laugh.
0: <laughs> I have the power.
1: Right. If my um, computer can actually, like, you know, load the We thing. actually
0: just pretend like we're just making this up as we go along. We're just reading off a script from ChatGPT. F- <laughs> write me a podcast script. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chat G- uh, GPT uh write me a Seahawks
1: script on what they should do for the, the 49ers game <laughs> oh god um actually let me see i don't even have the dang come on there it is okay so their 12th overall pick is from Cleveland um so that was a Deshaun Watson trade Oh yeah, I forgot about the Deshaun Everyone forgot about Deshaun Watson because he hasn't really he didn't really do much for the Browns when he came back. Yeah, basically That's like, why you didn't even hear it from us on like the podcast, because like what has he done besides like going to games where he had no touchdowns and interceptions and stuff? Nothing oh, noteworthy. One would hope he hasn't assaulted anyone in recent <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> in the recent Um months.
1: other stuff that I've saw, like, you know, most of the draft like order is set and I think one of the stuff. One of the things I saw was that, oh yeah, so the Browns, they fire their defensive uh, coordinator and they actually want to interview, they've asked the Steelers to interview um, the linebacker uh, from the Steelers, the linebacker coach, Brian Flores, so he has a chance to become a defensive coordinator again if that goes through. Um there's another which one. Which he I, really
0: deserves. He's a great defensive mind. I know like, the whole he, the whole
1: thing with the NFL and that lawsuit, which I
0: think is still out. I don't think they've ever resolved it yet,
1: but that lawsuit. You kind of see how out. power
0: you see how powerful the media is, or the NFL media engine is, is because we haven't heard shit about it this Yeah, because they're
1: trying <laughs> this to this entire that.
0: season. <laughs> keep it on the down low. Keep it on the down low. Look at this chaotic season that
1: we're having. The Seahawks went to the playoffs. Woo!
0: I mean like you think about it right like the NFL itself is such a powerful media product in in itself in yep. terms of like what it offers so like that's a lot of a lot of power to control like what news goes out and that kind of thing
1: yeah and uh, some final stuff was uh, for the Seahawks um, a lot of defensive backs raved about Sean Desai who's like or Dr. Desai because he has a PhD by the way um, who was a past player for the Seahawks and he's a like I forgot what was his special role oh there it is his special role is um, associate head coach for like the defense, which is like a bit of like. If it sounds weird, it, really, it sounds like they made up the title. They made. <laughs> if it sounds like he they, he, they made a position for him. They did. Um, and there's speculation that not for this upcoming season. So I'm not saying you know, you know, Pete Carroll's gonna retire or something like that. It's more of um, I, some people have speculated that like maybe they're kind of like getting Sean Desai ready for that head coaching role, but that's going to be something to talk about whenever the head coaching seat opens up when P Cara eventually, eventually leaves. Right. So that's like, you know, some of the other news I saw, I saw a lot of firings, a lot of coordinators are either being like, um, a lot of teams are asking other teams to see if, like, Hey, can we, can we hire, you know, or not hire, can we interview, interview. can we yeah. interview some of your uh, defense your coordinators and stuff like that? I think, some other big names out there. I think Jim Harbaugh might actually be in coming to the league. He's apparently the top candidate for
0: the Broncos' head coaching position alongside Sean, which is Baker. kind of wild. It like I, I, I'm kind of curious in that in that in that situation. Well, a. Jim Harbaugh, I don't think he ever really accomplished anything during his time in Michigan. He maybe he won one of the big six bowls. But, you know, in terms of like what a modern accomplishment is in college football, he's, it's always I mean, he's down been to the bringing them bowl victories. He's been getting them bowl victories and stuff like they've been having winning seasons.
1: This, if you're talking about like, has he brought them a national championship? They were close, but no.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is that like that's the uh, that's like the measure of like success w- at, at this point mm-hmm. with uh, college football. But, you know, I think this year he was the closest he got. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's been eyeing that NFL return for a while, but I, I think, you know, that'll be an interesting one because I, I expect. was
1: he at in the NFL initially? Was it the 49ers or something? Was that his, uh, his brother? Yeah, those Niners. Oh, was Niners? Okay, okay. I thought it was him.
0: Yeah, the, it was a, uh, was a 2012 Super Bowl where it was Niners versus Ravens. It was the Brother Bowl. <laughs>
1: oh, I remember now. Yeah, that's right. And then he just went to michigan which is his alma mater by the way so like he's been yeah he played
0: quarterback year. there too and that kind of thing and so you know i think michigan because college, college being a college football coach in a lot of places especially these big programs is like being governor and so you they, know they, they pay
1: him too he gets paid in millions like he's one of them oh, yeah. not like i don't think he's like getting paid more than you know like you know a certain coach in Alabama or anything like that, but we don't say his name. <laughs> we don't say his name here. But you know,
0: um, did, sorry, this is a tangent. Did you watch the the college football playoff
1: or the, the college football championship? Something was said to him, but can you can you actually? I didn't get to see it. What was it? What was said in that
0: moment? Because I start, I heard he gave a face. Oh, I I didn't I don't I don't know that exact moment. I was well, a that game was an absolute bloodbath. And so, you know, for players that are coming out, you know, that's probably a great showcasing for Georgia players, because it seems like a lot of those guys are gonna make the NFL. But B, I felt like it was, it felt good seeing Nick Saban on the uh, commentators panel instead of on the sideline. Just because you know it was killing him inside, so you know he wanted to be on that and side. I think line. one of the guys I was talking with them
1: mentioned something about him missing the playoffs or something like to his face, and he could even like. Like Nick Saban could even look him in the face. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It was like one of those things. And some I remember someone in the comments was just like, watch Alabama just go undefeated next year. Now you just you just fueled like you just put fuel on the fire
0: <laughs> with Nick Saban. Yeah, and you know Nick Saban is an absolute dictator when it comes to running that yeah, program. That, and but that man is also getting paid top five in like coaching money. I think he's I think he's the top paid. NFL
1: or college football coach. Yeah. If I remember, but if I remember, yeah. So he got an eight year contract that was worth, this is back in August. He got an eight year contract worth 93.6 million with an average yearly salary of 11.7 million. He gets paid more (laughs) than some of these NFL coaches. Right. But, Mm -hmm. um, it did say that like in his 2022 salary was only 10.7 million. It will rise to 12.7 million in 29 because he has a, he has like a a thing in his contract where it says you need to keep me in like within top five or top three and stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, you can do that. (laughs) That's because he wants so many, you know, if you're Nick Saban winning so many national championships in a short, in like in a, you know, in a, in a dynasty period, if you will um also georgia is georgia a new dynasty now because that's you know that's back to back the back they went back to back (laughs) (laughs) my man but uh they i think they might actually be a dynasty now well a dynasty is like you know when you have multiple years of success, right? So not just the two. Yeah. But I think it's the beginning of a dynasty for Georgia. But going
0: going back to back in college football, when there's 120 teams in the, I mean obviously you can't just say that all 120 teams are equal, but when there's so many teams in the in the college football landscape, mm-hmm. you know going back to back is not something to that's uh, that I would say that's probably harder than going back to back on the Super Bowl because you have so much attrition in t- in terms of or not attrition, but you know players graduate. Like, yeah. How many players did Georgia lose to the the draft last year and they go back and win it? Like, that's wild. Yeah, and
1: I think also, I think they're going to open up the play. I believe they're opening up the playoff teams more to eight instead of four. They're switching to 18 playoffs now. I heard twelve. But um, we'll see. that's going to be that's going to be crazy. That's going to be nice, though. Um, that's more games. I, th-
0: <laughs> I think that I think the 12 I heard was because, you know, the traditional New Year six bowls, the ones the bowl games mm-hmm. that were traditionally. Oh, I like the, see. I see. So basically, I think they were trying to do something with that
1: unless they make them like if they you know, and this is just a whole tangent, but I love it. If they make each of those bowl <laughs> games like, you know, they just basically say, hey, you know, number 12 and number 11 plays here, 10 and nine play here. Right. It's this bowl game. You know, the Rose Bowl yeah. would be like the one below number one and number two, and that's why I used to always think, even before um, we had the they playoff might, system previously.
0: Yeah, they might keep the uh, they might keep the um, what do you call it the automatic bids, like you know the yeah. Pac twelve yeah, champion yeah, 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 and yeah. the big Big Ten champion playing the Rose Bowl kind of thing. But it'll be like they'll 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 try to keep that tradition going, but then fill in any extra teams in as sort of like that at large bid, right? where you have like someone playing in like the Sugar Bowl that doesn't traditionally play in those kind of divisions.
1: Yeah, hopefully we get some more college football players to, you know, or not players, but college football uh, head coaches and things of the, and some coaches that are not head coaches coming up to the NFL, right? So, I'm I haven't heard any like, you know, top names yet from college besides uh Jim Harbaugh though, but besides him, I think there's like a couple of others. I think I I don't forgot their names, but regardless the coaching roulette begins again, right? For like five to six teams, like usual. Maybe like the Rams could be included, right? So the Rams is kind yeah, let's of like a question those. mark. So, yeah.
0: yeah, let's go through the, like all those head coach openings now that we kind of have a little bit of a sense. You know, mm-hmm. some more people might get fired. So what looks like we got six teams or five teams with maybe the Rams. Mm-hmm. So we got Colts, Texans, Arizona, Panthers, Broncos, maybe Rams. Do we have, like, what are our thoughts on, like, what's the most enticing The enticing opportunity for a new coach would you say I would say Broncos you say Broncos Mm -hmm. they got a veteran quarterback you got not a lot of draft quarterback
1: quarterback that played well in his last week really well like and that was after Well, well, actually his week the weeks when the Broncos were playing without Nathaniel Hackett at the helm they played a lot better I'll, I'll actually be honest in that fact they still got some losses but
0: you know they I think that you, you kind of see that a lot with like coaches that get fired They'll, there's like that new that new coach bounce where everybody's trying to prove like they're they're worth like they're what they're that they're worth it mm-hmm. for the new guy that comes in or for the interim at least until the new guy comes in yeah they don't have any but, first round
1: picks though the only issue with the Broncos no, they, oh they have one they have one they just don't they, the, have a, they the lost Dolphins. a lot of their picks you don't have a lot of picks in general um from the Russell Wilson trade that is um and besides in terms of building a team, you're going to either do it through free agency or like the few picks you can, you know, the few picks that you have in the draft, but like Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh going there. I don't know. It depends. Do you want new, like, I wouldn't say new blood in Jim Harbaugh, but it's, it's just been a while since he's been in the NFL. So either way, um, I think Broncos to me would be the more favorable option because you have a winning team right there. You have a solid defense, Um they've been showing that they're solid all year. They just, the offense just wasn't getting it together. Cause compared to the Panthers and Panthers could be like the dark horse in the list. And then Arizona is like one of the more disappointing ones with how they've played. Yeah. And then of course, Kyler Murray had an ACL tear. So um, he won't really, he's going to be back towards like the end of next season. I know they're going to put him in there, but like, he's not going to be the same. Uh, Colts and Texans are like two teams. I don't even want to touch personally.
0: Rams will be just because the organization's probably right. Like, let's uh, like if in terms of what we look for, like uh, if you're even if you're trying to get a new job and whatever you're doing is you want to make sure you work for a good company and you have the responsibilities that you that you sign up for. Right. And so when you go in into an organization like Colts and Texans, like Ron Rivera had that face on like during every press conference, like I came here thinking that I had I could control the show. All of a sudden, Carson Wentz is in the goddamn locker room and I don't know what to do. (laughs) And right. you know it was one of those things, right? Because you if if Colts and Texans, you don't know what you're gonna you're gonna get in terms of that organization. Especially the
1: Texans, they've been their organ like their front office has been like they got rid of that one dude that you know he was a priest and all that stuff and all that and it yeah was, it, it was weird the- times for the Texans. But um, it, it's funny because my oh my mother's a season ticket holder, but it's just like yeah, it's it, the Texans though they have picks. They have multiple picks for this upcoming draft, so in a sense, you have like a blank canvas with the Texans. Technically, I don't know what you're going to get out of the organization, but because there there's
0: the there's a business organization. While we're looking at the Texans, there's like in terms of like a footballing organization, yeah. there's like the the football aspect of it where you're just like looking at the players, but then you also have the business side of things. You know, the guys that run con- like uh, TV deals, you know, merchandising, right, all that kind of crap. In terms of the pl- the football side of things. I think they're probably still dealing with the hangover of having Bill O'Brien as their as their GM. I think that kind of just royally fucked them up for a long period of time. Yeah. Because when you lose a GM, you expect that the you know, it depending on the kind of GM that you have, the people that are put in place, you know, your head scouts, your all these players all these, you know, people that are put in positions to yes. keep a good running organization, usually they can continue operating at a well enough level. But Bill O'Brien left and that team I mean that team was shit, and it continues to be shit in terms of the the football they were a personnel. Bit
1: competitive side. until Bill O'Brien started working his GM chops, and then he actually started trading people because they were yelling at him at practice at the yeah. practice and stuff like that. And then of course, a lot of those players went to like Arizona for for instance. We got yeah. Jadavian Clowney on like the cheap. We had a good, at least one decent season
0: with Dwayne Brown. Him.
1: Dwayne oh, Dwayne Brown was the pick that like helped. no the, the
0: the one that the one that was hilarious is they traded away Dwayne Brown and then they traded two first round picks to Dolphins for Laramie Tunsell.
1: That was funny though. You know, that's because like he he traded them. He was just like, oh shit, I need a um. <laughs> he was like, I need, yeah, a tackle, need to tackle,
0: right? <laughs> that trade also and, helped yeah, I, set I,
1: Miami up though too.
0: In terms of like, like he had, it seemed like he had minimal understanding of like the quality of players out there as well. I, I can't remember the, if, I don't know if this is fake news or if it's real news, but um, like he regularly had to like look up who players were and like figure out their stats and that kind of thing to, uh, to um, you know, just, just to know who people are and he, he had it didn't a bill, seem like he
1: it. tried to be a bill belichick and you can't do you can't be a bill belichick he tried because he was under bill belichick right like you said but yeah he tried to be a bill belichick and yeah. failed hard
0: <laughs> yeah because he didn't understand all the uh, he saw he saw coach belichick he didn't see gm belichick and that probably led to that downfall. And his
1: feelings his emotions ran a lot of those gm pick uh, those gm like decisions he did which was like
0: you know trading away like because DeAndre trading away trading away DeAndre Hopkins was like a leader on that team. Didn't he trade he him for like cheap? That, yeah, it was like a second round pick or something stupid like that. <sighs> yeah, because and you know that was when he realized like, oh shoot, I need to actually get
1: picks back for this, not just get them out of my hair. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so <laughs> the uh, while we're talking about D Hop, I think I just saw right before we started recording, D Hop is. Um, or I, I think the 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 Cardinals organization is looking to to move on DeAndre Hopkins, cool. and so that's that that's full rebuilt. Yeah, that's so that, while we're looking at head coaching opportunities, you know Arizona is trying to shore itself up as an appealing project as well. Wouldn't you think? How much would you... uh, Yeah,
1: I'm seeing it now, too, because I see it on Bleacher Report and stuff with him trying... Wow, they're going to try to trade him, but it makes sense because you're going to have a new GM, you're going to have a new head coach, and maybe that that GM and head coach are like, these are not my guys. I don't want them. You can't really get rid of everything, but if they're going to do a clean house kind of thing, then so be it. I feel like they're going to be the ones to trade off a lot of their vet players and stuff like that or let them go. Otherwise, they do have some... They got some Huskies on...
0: they got some Huskies on defense. I wouldn't mind us
1: picking up like Buda Baker.
0: <laughs> they're not going to. They're not. Tra- so
1: like players like that, they're not going to just trade Buda Baker or like yeah. uh, Marquise Brown they, 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 and stuff they, like that, you know.
0: But, the, you know, wide receivers do come at a premium. And so that, you know, I can see the wide them receiver moving on. market
1: did change with the Jags. We mentioned that before. Um,
0: and so but do you think they're going to get what, what do you think they're going to get out of it?
1: Well, because the Texans got what a second and maybe something
0: else if maybe like a third at this stage he, he, he's coming off of like a PED suspension in this year as well so yeah third maybe fourth like it's still we'll get try to bundle like it maybe with
1: a player to make it like a second round but that's just you know like that's just what they have um there's gonna be teams that won deandre hopkins i just don't know how high they're willing to pay for it. i don't think they're gonna pay a first round because that's you're basically saying he's your aj he's your aj brown for the team or something like that right like the yeah. eagles so we'll see um Because if they're gonna try to do it, it makes sense because they're just trying to clean house. We had a terrible season; it was bad. Even with all these players that we have, so something's not working. So we're gonna—I guess when that GM comes in, that's when they're gonna start the process. That's why I'm saying they're gonna get a GM first so they can start doing these moves. Plus for the draft.
0: Yeah, and so that it's just—it's just about building up a project that you know someone is willing to take on, like we talked about. And so you know, you get rid of your GM, you're kind of opening up the footballing side, the football operations side of things. And then you you get all these draft capitals, you know. You're getting you're where do getting, you think, um, Where do you think
1: he could go? Off the top of your ooh. head, like any la- uh DeAndre Hopkins. Where do you think he can go? Like top landing spots in your head.
0: Patriots is one. Uh, I think Bill Belichick actually likes DeAndre Hopkins a lot. There's been like videos of them talking on the sidelines and stuff like that, and you know press conferences. Bill Belichick always speaks glowingly of him. Mm-hmm. Um, other get other teams. What other teams would you say are I'm extremely wide receiver hungry? That that's a that's a primary. That's a that's a good place to go, but it all kind of depends on Aaron Rodgers. That's the other thing. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is hanging him up after the season. That's true. That's very true.
1: Um, some other places I've seen was
0: Houston could do with another wide receiver. Oh hush! They ain't going back. <laughs> he ain't going back to Houston. <laughs> he ain't I, going back. Um, Dallas.
1: Yeah, that's actually one of the teams uh, on the list here. So the other two teams after Dallas are Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Oh, I could see him going to the Ravens. That'd be a depending on the Lamar situation. It also I could depends see that on the cap
1: a... room and stuff like that. Cause you have to remember, I don't, I think he still has his big contract, but so when I was talking about Christian Kirk with the Jags, like, you know, resetting the the market and stuff, I forgot who else they paid. but they paid Christian Kirk a four year, $72 million deal uh, that uh, okay. this past, the last off season. So it's going to have to be like 15, 15.5 million and stuff like that for Deandre Hopkins. I think his contract is still, uh, still going. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a contract year this year, though. That's also why I think he's like, he still has another year or two. I think two years on his current contract. Regardless, that's going to be interesting. We'll keep watching that too, and we'll let you know when that rumor turns into actual fire, and you might get traded. So yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, the, uh, I mean the, the the last the last team we haven't talked about, I think, is Panthers. Do you think Panthers are an interesting project? Yeah.
1: So the Panthers were a solid team with like uh, with. Uh, DJ Moore and stuff like that at the core. You just got to see Sam Darnold, your guy, you know, for uh, I don't think uh, the GM isn't changing. So I feel like they're um, I feel like they're going to do their thing um, whenever they whoever comes in, you at least have a solid team to work on. You have a core. I don't think you need to get rid of anyone because they got rid of enough. So they're interesting. They're like middle of the pack to me. In like the yeah. positions I wouldn't say it's the best it's not the worst though
0: yeah and you know they kind of established that they still have some semblance of life after trading away CMC mm-hmm. and so you know from from then on you know they can they, they have some pieces on defense too like Brian Burns JC Horn like those kind of guys I think in terms of a a project I think Panthers might be one of the most appealing I mean, you, you sure you not the Texans to... when it's like they
1: don't really have anything good. You can literally build your team how you want it. You don't have to like work around what's there, even if they are solid.
0: Working around what's there isn't always bad. But if you have guys that are, you know, like core pieces, like, you know, like you can build it. De- if you, if uh, if Pete Carroll got fired a few, a few years back, you think Bobby Wagner would have been moved on? I think they would have kept Bobby still yeah and so because bobby wagner can fit into any kind of scheme right he was playing uh, enough to not any like kind of a, scheme unless you're gonna
1: get like multiple first rounds or something like that out of him which we didn't really get but like at the time
0: you know. yeah, yeah yeah but what my point being is that you don't have to move on from everybody that's a star player on a team if Ooh. you have guys like jc horn that are young brian burns that are young well i don't know how old brian burns is i think he's been around for a while yeah but you know um like guys like that that you can continue to that you can count on to continue to lead but for the team.
1: Look, you you've seen teams like, you know, Broncos and other teams gotten rid of players and stuff, whether it was for cap relief or just literally getting rid of players. So I'm not going to be surprised if like, um, well, no, excuse me with Panthers. They're not going to do that. Their GM is stable. They, I think they have who they have. It's just a matter of getting a head coach. And they, they
0: have a good amount of cap room too. I believe yeah, don't they? Yeah. So they can, they can, they can sign the, pieces. Not as much, not as, much as, as the bears. The Bears have over a
1: hundred billion <laughs> They're about Which to makes the you wonder, like who's left?
0: Team. Who, uh, it makes you wonder who's left on that team if they have that much cap space. Um, people that you just
1: don't even know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the, probably. You know, the names
0: haven't been called out several times over
1: and stuff. So that's going to be basically. I'm, I want to see how this free agency is going to go, but we have to wait till the season's over. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, coming in this off season too, we got the draft coming up. Yep. Uh, you know, now that we have week eighteen in the books, we have our our draft order set. And I know how much you love talking about the draft. So really quick, our draft order for, let's say, like the first six picks yeah. we got. We got the um, Chicago Bears at Chicago number one, Bears, Texans. Mm-hmm. And then I think was it cards and then Colts and then uh, Seahawks via via Denver and then the Lions via Rams. That's right. Correct. So who, who do you see as like the most enticing prospects coming out as uh, uh, as we get closer to that period?
1: Um. In my in my view, so the reason why I wanted the Broncos to keep on losing was because I didn't want the Cardinals to get over us because they're definitely going to take an edge because the uh, JJ Watt you know retired, and that's someone you lost on the D line. So what are they gonna what are they gonna get in the top five? An edge or a D lineman. So um, yeah. for the number one overall pick with the Bears, I feel like they're going to go Will Anderson Jr. Um, because it's too high for an offensive, they need they need an offensive line. Let's, just, I think they're just going to buy one like the Bengals did. So because they have over a hundred million dollars, so they're going to go get an edge and build that defense up because the defense wasn't all that great either this year and they lost um, like Quentin Jefferson. And I think it was Quentin Jefferson or no, it was
0: um, the they lost some key defensive players through trade mostly trades. Oh, Khalil, Khalil Mack was the was the big one this this last off season, wasn't he? No,
1: not the well that yes, Khalil Mack. No, cuz Khalil Mack was on the yes, he was. He he went to the Chargers, right? And then during the season they had the trades like uh, Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith and then who was the um defensive uh, end that they traded? It was a uh, Jefferson, not Quentin Jefferson, but was it was a Quentin Jefferson. Cuz I remember uh Roquan that was Smith Khalil Mack, I didn't no, I didn't there, know they traded. Yeah, they traded um um, who was it that they traded? I can look this up real quick, but um, they're definitely gonna go get a. Um, they're definitely gonna go get a, an edge, so they're gonna go get. Uh, they're gonna go get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter if they think he's you know the one, right? Whichever one they they have, they're gonna go for something like that, best player available. Uh, two with the Houston Texans, they're gonna get a quarterback. I I know you need other help across like that whole line or the whole team. But um, yeah, you're gonna. A lot of people have been saying Bryce Young, if not any. If,
0: Bryce Young has got, is a guy. It's C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the names that are getting thrown around the most. I think, right? Yes, and uh, Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky. So is uh, and Stetson Bennett kind of had a good outing. I imagine his name is getting thrown in uh, there. It's not high. He
1: wasn't a high quarterback to begin with. So the thing with Will Levis from Kentucky is that he's in. He was in a pro offense all four mm-hmm. of his years there. So like. You throw him in the NFL, he'll be good.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's like something that's, but a lot of people have been saying Bryce Young because it's not just about like the plays and stuff like that. It'll also bring the fanfare and all that stuff. Like if you need a player to bring a lot of media and stuff like that, the good the good media, get Bryce Young. So that's what I saw. Um, not sure, you know, if unless they just, they do something totally different, but a lot of it's been pointing toward, towards a quarterback. Uh, Cardinals, that's easy. They're gonna go get an edge. So the other, the other blue chip uh, defensive player is Jalen Carter from Georgia, who I think he had a decent game in the national championship. I didn't watch it because how are you gonna go? How are you gonna go in the halftime for that championship game at thirty eight seven? So
0: yeah. my dad came for dinner and he was like, "Yeah, I was." He's was like, "You ain't watching the game?" And I was like, "Dad, it's thirty eight to He He's like. Uh, I see why you're not watching the game. <laughs> it's not a game anymore. You're just you're <laughs> someone just someone just getting beat, and then bath. it's a bloodbath, right? So, um, like I said, uh, just on that subject yeah, again, yeah. Georgia lost so many players to the draft last season, and they went back and they won the championship. It, that's like unreal how good of how good of a year over year performance they had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... but anyway, you were you were saying?
1: Yeah, so. I'm trying to see who – I'm still trying to see who the Bears tra- – like the Bears either let him go or they traded him. Because I remember Roquan Smith was – I'm still on that. I don't know why. But either way, <laughs> I don't know who it was. But I'm pretty sure it was Khalil Mack. but that's no, 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 no. It wasn't Khalil was Mack. The- it, was, it wasn't Khalil Mack. it was Robert Quinn? Yes, Robert Quinn. That's who it was. Thank okay. you. Not, and I knew it wasn't Quentin Jefferson. It was one of those old school uh, defensive end names. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Uh, Cause that was actually bothering me <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> now uh, back to the draft. So jo- uh, excuse me, Cardinals are going to get Jalen Carter. I believe that's also why I wanted the Broncos to lose. So at least we had a higher pick to get one of those, you know, the blue chip defensive players. Yep. Um, after that, you have the Colts. A lot of people have been saying um, quarterback. I'm going to say quarterback too, because even Sam Ellinger hasn't been working out for the Colts. Or any quarterback has really worked out for the Colts.
0: That's a tough one for me, right? Because like Sam Ellinger, Ellinger hasn't really had a coach. <laughs> he, That's true. Kind of. We we talk we we talk a lot about he was a, what he's makes a, he was a, good, a rookie though this season. So <laughs> he was a rookie, so you don't really expect much. Plus, he didn't really have anything to any foundation to no. to grow off of, and you know his the offense itself it just seemed kind of like a haphazard thing. Mm-hmm. And so you know the. I don't know if they're going to give up on Sam Ellinger or it might be like that situation with the Cardinals a while back where they drafted Josh Rosen at 10 and the following year they drafted yeah, Kyler Murray. I, that's what they're about
1: to do. I think they're going to go and get the, a quarterback. Like, Well, here's the thing, though. Yeah. With quarterbacks being drafted, especially in the top 10 or top 5, you can never expect um, these quarterbacks to just change. Your, not. It, that's a generational talent for a quarterback to be taken in the top 5 and they just come in, start, and change your team. That's why we always say Andrew Luck on this podcast. Because <laughs> he came yeah. in for the Colts and changed that team. Is um who a lot of mock drafts have been saying CJ Stroud. If not Bryce, well, Bryce Young's gonna go. So the next person up will be CJ Stroud or Will Levis. Um, will either of those two be like the quarterback to change everything? I don't think so. They still have some other pieces on the Colts they need to get, but with those blue chip talents like taken on the defensive side of things, I think they're going to go and get a quarterback. And because they've been doing, cause here's the thing they've been doing the whole one year vet rentals for like the past, what, three, four years now. And it has, been- they have so
0: many contracts on their books for quarterbacks that, <laughs> that they just signed and they immediately trade away. Like they're still paying Carson Wentz, aren't they?
1: I think so. <laughs> I think so. But like regardless at the end of the day, even if they don't go quarterback Um, they can always do the best player available kind of thing. But in this case, I feel like they both the Texans and the Colts are gonna go and um go get a quarterback now. Uh for these top six these top six teams. I've been hearing that the Colts will try to trade for the number one pick because you think that you think they would trade up? Yes, because Houston's not number one anymore. That means number one's open with a team because if you if the bears were to trade down they can still if not will anderson or jalen carter if they go down to four you can still go and get a good edge and Miles murphy or something like that um no if if they, actually if they go they down can, to four no they could still they could still, still, still get one of them yeah, yeah, yeah they could still get yeah. one of them because Cardinal the cardinals might actually go for the edge at that point if not the because i feel like if will anderson jr is not there go get jalen carter right if jalen carter's yeah. not there go get miles murphy from clemson um, which is, that's what the Seahawks pick I would like for it to be. But, um, yeah, I've heard the, I've heard rumors that the Colts are going to try to trade up. That's like one trade that could be, that could benefit the Chicago bears. Cause I know they're before they even make that pick, they're just going to be like, okay, we're going to list some offers. The Colts want to hop, skip over their rivals and the Houston Texans. So go get Bryce Young if they wanted Bryce Young
0: who knows you know yeah i mean bryce young's gonna have some heavy some uh so his work cut out for him but i that's actually a good i can see that happening and then you know cardinals would just add to the add some draft capital and just accelerate the rebuild it'd probably be a smart move if that's what they're if they're if they're agnostic given how things have shaken out if they're agnostic as to whether they want um, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. Like they'll just take you know, whoever's that's, there. That's why they're not going to move. If I was them, I would just stay right there. Unless
1: like you want to trade down for more picks, that's understandable. That's a that's a scenario yeah. that can happen for any team that's quarterback hungry. So for instance, if Colts were to trade up for number one, then you have the Houston Texans at two. Maybe the Raiders will try. I see the Raiders at number seven. I didn't I wasn't going to go that far, but Raiders at seven could potentially um, trade up. It's going to be harder for teams below the Raiders to try to trade up for like those top two picks or three picks really. Yeah. Uh, anywho, um, that's it for like pretty much like the top four um, in a potential trade. Uh, number five, you have the Seahawks because of the Broncos pick, right? Um, a lot of people have been saying miles Murphy now, and I've been looking at a lot of uh, film from him. Um, even caught like his, uh, cause Clemson had actually a good D line. Uh, some people are st- uh, stating that they had like one of the best D line in the uh in college football granted this was like the beginning of the of the season if not during the middle and stuff because obviously you don't see him in the national championships um this season so um i think we should go for miles murphy i've i've looked at him he's he's not it's it, it says edge but he was like that off ball like basically miles murphy is also one someone you can put beside brooks um and Sometimes he can be on the line, but more more than likely he's off. He's an offline edge player, if you will, the off ball linebacker, if you will. But he can definitely zoom across the field like Noelsu, <laughs> and he's and he's big. Um, he's six five two seventy five, by the way. <laughs> so that is a large man That is a large man and he moves really fast on the field like if you you should go watch those highlights if you haven't seen them um i'll even send you a link after this podcast recording so <laughs> for sure Ooh, i love homework we love homework <laughs> but yeah so miles murphy looks really good uh that's a solid addition he had 40 for miles murphy he had 40 tackles six and a half 40 tackles six and a half sacks um two passes defended in one forced fumble um for the season it's funny because CJ, also CJ Stroud had a better season than Bryce Young, uh, by the way. Like more yards, 36, 3,688 yards, 41 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and 100, And if everyone cares about QB ratings, 177.7 compared to Bryce Young's 163.2. Why is Bryce Young over CJ, CJ Stroud? Because Alabama.
0: <laughs> yeah let's be alabama's kind of had a good track and then ohio state's gonna be like that close th-
1: either ohio state or yeah ohio state would be like a close second or third if you will so if not georgia but georgia's qb isn't that high even though he's what 25 i believe so yeah
0: he's basically i mean it it fall right into the colts mo if uh uh they drafted an old they're quarterback. not gonna dra-
1: <laughs> they're not gonna draft him if they draft him at four no. actually that would be like on brand for stupid decisions by the colts though so um, if that yeah. happens we just we have to celebrate um, shots we'll have shots. that's what we'll do <laughs>
0: but um, i didn't I did not commit to
1: this <laughs> but um so after five, you have the Lions at six um that's saying a lot of like I've oh, seen, wait,
0: going back to Seahawks, you were saying that we would probably go miles Murphy
1: yeah, miles to me, okay. I would love it if we go miles Murphy basically we need to we need a some edge player on the defensive line. We need like okay. the first two picks for the Seahawks, we need to build that defense. I think offense is good enough. you can use late picks to maybe get another receiver to find that, you know, wide receiver four or even a potential like Tyler Lockett, like replacement. Cause Tyler Lockett is getting older and you know, those injuries are stacking up. Um, especially when he had the broken hand, he was playing through these last two games with the broken hand with like plates and stuff in it. So, um, top six though, the final six team is, uh, the Detroit lions from the Rams pick. And, uh, yeah, they got Tyree Hill Wilson. Well, I've seen Tyree Wilson or an edge. basically like I've seen a lot of people saying like either, yeah, Detroit needs to basically just build up their defense because they had issues on defense besides their D line. They have two uh, young the, like two very like rookie, they had two rookie uh, edge rushers and James Houston, the fourth and A Hutchinson, of course, they were just so successful. so they were just basically saying put someone in the middle and you have a great D line to build off of
0: or yeah that's what that seems like the dan campbell like strategy right he i can imagine that guy like just filling out that defense year after year yeah. after year and just continually cycling goff.
1: they literally said we are backing up jared goff and jared goff had a good streak in his last like nine games by the way yeah the play action god yeah he had 15 touchdowns with no interception in his last like that's like the only stat you need to know in like his last nine games so like they yep. They basically, they said they have a quarterback in him, and I feel like Jared Goff still has a lot left in the tank to give to the Detroit Lions. So I've seen other mock drafts kind of say the Lions should go after a corner because Jeff Okuda is, you know, that's one thing. It, it's almost like he was, like, milk toast, Not like he was bad, but he wasn't great either. So, mm-hmm. like, I've seen some people say they should go after, like, I think either Christian Gonzalez, uh, the cornerback from, I forgot what school he's in. It's not Clemson, it's... Uh, Oregon. There we go. Yeah. Christian Gonzalez, uh, Gonzalez from Oregon. Uh, or Joey Porter Jr. Some other people are saying that. Um, either way, I've seen a lot of people say either corner or defensive line. So, uh, yeah, that makes that's sense top for six. Um, for the other Seahawks pick that we have, right now it's sitting at 20. If we were to lose in the wild card, it'll be at 20. Um, a lot of people have been saying linebacker. And one was uh, Trenton Simpson from Clemson. So... If we it'll be funny if we both if we get both miles murphy and trenton simpson from clemson the, the, the clemson tandem yeah because like i was looking at both miles Mur- well, one miles murphy will be on the edge he, he's i might have had it mixed up this is my fault miles murphy is down on the line sometimes but sometimes off but then trenton if you get trenton simpson at the linebacker oh man trenton simpson He's also a rocket. Actually, they're both rockets in terms of their speed and stuff. Like, they're honestly, I've looked at both. I thought they were the same player for a second. I was just like, oh, my gosh, if we got both of them, that, that's, that's the unreal. core. That is the core yeah, for, the, it, uh, for it, Seahawks.
0: But what about you, man? Yeah. No, those uh, those uh, those pretty much line up exactly like with what I was saying, at least for the, um, the top five. I hadn't gone beyond top five because, you know, what usually ends up happening is that a lot of these guys will come out of the woodworks and, you know, have good cr- combines, bad combines. And stuff like that. But top five, I think. Yeah, the only the only thing is I thought um I, I thought that uh, CJ Stroud would go over um uh Bryce Young. A but lot of mock drafts than... even before it's weird. A lot it's of mon like drafts have, have been
1: like Bryce oh, have you seen some where CJ Stroud went first before Bryce Young? I've seen Bryce Young at number one and number two all the time.
0: This whole almost for like the, the second time. half of this season. I think uh yeah, kind of it's it's tough, but I think um in terms of like running with a pro style caliber team like cj Stroud kind of had like that offense that was similar to pro style i mean i'm not saying that alabama wasn't pro style offense obviously but when he when Wait, it, when C. he was uh, C.J.
1: Stroud, he's at ohio state unless you mean bryce Young? no no no
0: yes yeah, so what i'm saying is that cj stroud at ohio state was you know lining up behind like pro caliber linemen and that kind of thing and running a pro pro style offense and uh not and what i was saying was that not saying that bryce young isn't a you know isn't running the same kind of thing over at alabama but the games that i've seen out of cj stroud looked like he was really comfortable sitting in the pocket and you know th- uh, throwing those deep balls yeah, and i that heard he had
1: a good like late like, especially at the bowl game or even in the play- excuse me the playoffs he played really well too even though, th- even though they lost but um yeah
0: yeah he actually he, he was he was he consistently balls out and they um they probably I mean, that might be the Ohio State effect, you know, having all those linemen in front of you mm-hmm. and playing in the in the Big Ten and that kind of thing. But it looked like he was really comfortable behind that line and and the and his like technique with like throwing the ball and all that looked pretty solid. So, so I, I was thinking that two,
1: besides those two quarterbacks, take a look at Will Levis then, because that's the one that a lot of people have been saying that he literally plays in a pro style offense, like literally like if it was in the NFL that will be the offense kind of
0: thing. Who coaches Kentucky now? I, th- I thought someone famous Kentucky. Well, not that I know, know of. I
1: didn't I didn't really watch Kentucky this season, but um Will Levis didn't have like a
0: Mark a- Stoops. Okay. Okay. And I think it was one of Bob Stoops is like his brother or something mm-hmm. like
1: that. But yeah, so Will Levis has been in there as like the he you know, he's a little bit Raw, but not like athletic really raw, but like he, he's been behind like a pro offense, pro style offense stuff for all four of his years. So he's very familiar with playing in a pro offense. He has all of like, you know, he's six, six or not six, six, excuse me, he's six, three. And, um, you know, tall, like he basically has like the basic stuff you want from a, um, a quarterback. And, and again, for the audience out there, you never know if a number one or a number two pick will work out in general. Like sometimes those number one, and number two picks do sometimes they don't. If you all remember the um, the one draft where they had Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, at one and two, <laughs> neither of them unfortunately worked out. Uh, yeah, maybe like they had like their their hot spots, but they eventually just mostly didn't work out. So you never know. Will Will Anderson Jr. go at number one, or is it going to be like two quarterbacks? You know, if someone trades up, right? So either way, that's just something to keep an eye on. And one funny one I saw was the Jets, since their their pick is at thirteen. I've seen a lot of Jets. It, it switched from like a player, uh, you know, a skill a skill position to a quarterback with Anthony Richardson from Florida. So that's interesting. But it's not. Well, that- I wouldn't be. I'm not blaming them if they go and draft a quarterback because they looked at all their quarterbacks. This literally looked at all their quarterbacks this season and said nah.
0: No, I'm good. No, <laughs> yeah. The, the the thing is, is like you're we're gonna see a lot of movement leading up to the draft, and I think that'll that'll dictate whether what happens because you never know. The Colts might might continue to follow their follow their trend and go after Derek Carr or something like that, and Perfect. just continue getting getting older quarterbacks. But yeah, in terms of at least the quarterbacks that are coming out, I was saying C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. Yeah, I've seen um, seen that,
1: too. I'm even looking at, like, if you just look at stats and you want to be a stat guy, he has better stats than Bryce Young. But I know it's all about what you see on the field, what situations, who they faced, and stuff like that. So,
0: Yeah, like, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's kind of a crapshoot when you have... Because right now, I kind of see, you know, C.J. Stroud. You know, I have C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young, but it's kind of, like, barely. Yeah, but like... Like it's literally, it's like 1A and 1B kind of thing. You
1: have always... Not always, excuse me. This is also, I, I've been trying to also get out. And I just remembered, uh, this is what I said like, just, I remember I said this to you like on Discord a while back. So for a quarterback to succeed, a young quarterback coming into the NFL, they need, uh like I would say like three, maybe four things. So like the three would be like, you need um, a good organization, like a solid organization as a foundation to like, you have support and all that stuff and all that, you know, the next would be like a head coach, a head coach that will that's willing to support that young player and not just be like, I don't want that quarterback. No, <laughs> you know, have a coach that's willing to help support that player and build an offense around that player because you can't just have, I have my offense, even though it's a pass, you know, a pass heavy offense for a, you know, a scrambling quarterback, you're going to use that pass, uh, that pass heavy offense. Uh, finally, it would be the last part I would think is like the system in place. Like what kind of like, uh, if like, the head coach doesn't work out, do they have an offensive playbook system or like some type of like play call system for that quarterback and stuff? You need those three things for any young quarterback to succeed. And if you want the fourth thing,
0: longevity at the head coaching position. So you're saying that uh, CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young are in peril because the, the top two organizations that are going to go after them are the Colts and the Texans? Yep.
1: Well, I would <laughs> th- it's weird because like if you had a choose okay, so if you were a quarterback coming into the draft, I know you don't really have a choice, but if you had a choice between those two, who would what which one, those two teams you would go to? Oh
0: fuck. That's why are you asking hard questions? Um I would probably say um, Maybe Texans. I don't know. I think Texans
1: is like, especially with what the Colts went through this season, you know, from the owner and down. I think you would rather just take your like, just just work with the Texans. Plus, it's Houston. I prefer Houston over
0: Indianapolis, (laughs) personally. So (laughs) um, you grew, you kind of grew up there, didn't you? Um,
1: I definitely spent some years there. Spent some years
0: there. Yeah,
1: spent some years down there. Uh, Alma mater's at Prairie View, so that's right outside of Houston. So you know, shout out to PV, but um. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that works out. I hope, you know, if both these quarterbacks get in, I want them to be successful regardless at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. Um, Did you have any other, I guess, thoughts on the top five or six, like if anything else could happen? I think the only potential trades I can see is either the Colts or the Raiders trying to move up for a quarterback, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, and so with regards to, like, uh, what I was just saying about, like, if the Colts go after Derek Carr or if Houston goes after Derek Carr, because we've talked about how Houston, there's that Houston connection there too. (laughs) And so, you know, the, that, that'll throw a wrench into everything, because if if one of them, I think it'll be an interesting situation, because if one of those teams do go after it, all of a sudden you have a top five pick with two viable quarterbacks on the board. Yeah. And so, you know, some team will pay, you know, an arm and a leg for that and you could continue to build out your team. But you would really have to look at, you know, like Derek Carr is kind of like your bridge quarterback at that point. And so, you know, they're obviously going to have to give up capital to to get Derek Carr. I thought Derek and Carr, just, it,
1: I know he said he left the team, but is he still on contract with them
0: through? I believe so. I think he's on contract. He, he needs to be traded if they wanted to kind of get rid of him, essentially.
1: I So the thing with the Colts, though, is um, Jim Ursay himself said we are, we're done trying to put a Band-Aid on the QB. Like after, I think it was after they got, or right before or after they got Matt Ryan. Like we're done putting a nose before we're done putting like a bandaid on this position or if it was, I know he, he did say you can quote him on that. So that's why I have to hold him to it. If you're done putting a band-aid on the, the quarterback position, which it means like you're just going to go out and keep trading or just acquire a high toted vet QB and it's still not working out. I think they're just going to stay the course and just try to get a rookie quarterback at this point.
0: Yeah, but that's that's such a vague statement too because then maybe they're like Derek Carr is the future. It's not a band-aid.
1: <laughs> okay, you can go with Derek Carr, but don't be mad if like things don't work out because you can't even like yeah. keep
0: your, you don't even know who your head coach is either. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, I think I think the fact that Jim Ursay put um Jeff Saturday in as head coach might scare away some some people because if and it like a lot of coaches don't want any involvement from their owner. Like Robert Kraft is considered a great owner for the Patriots, doesn't actually get involved a lot. And he did when he did get involved is probably through when Tom most Brady. Of your years you
1: have Tom Brady at the helm, getting you so many Super Bowls. Why, why get in the way of Bill Belichick? <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's that's that that's obviously the case. But then you also have guys like Jerry Jones who are very involved in the operations of. We their, don't talk about that. We don't talk about that franchise yeah. here. <laughs> and so the point being is that like for yeah. for. A, for a prospective coach to come in, you know, having Jim Irsay as your owner is kind of nerve wracking.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah. I, I don't have any, I don't have anything else to say on uh, the draft picks. I, I'm kind of looking forward to like the combines and stuff like that. Cause I still remember the year Khalil Mack came out of nowhere from Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just, cleaned up and just cleaned out the combine and just I think went number two overall or something like that I meant to also I meant to also I know I said it on the last episode or
1: before we should definitely try to do a mock draft and just post that one at some point
0: yeah you had that website we'll do it one mm-hmm. day one of these days mm-hmm. yeah
1: so I'm um, ready to talk about I guess it, the week 18 games at this point then my friend yeah let's rattle through these pretty quick yep yep um Chiefs at Raiders 31 13 Chiefs I don't I mean you, you got it right I just wanted chaos I wanted the Raiders to actually like fend for themselves but um we're not going to talk about the disrespectful, you know, play, especially the one play. You, know, you know don't want to like, talk about <laughs> but with the
0: ring around <laughs> the rosies, pocket full of posies. Me and my niece play that game all the damn time. It ain't nothing wrong with it's that. It's really funny
1: that like they got a flag for that one too, but then they still said,
0: okay, that's fine. We'll just run a regular play and still score. <laughs> yeah. They still got a touchdown. That was, that was shit housing at its, at its best this season. That's one of the most trolly plays ever.
1: Raiders just got to take that time to rebuild to go after the chiefs at this point. Cause that's, that's your goal. You have to beat, you have to beat Patrick Mahomes. I, I know everyone thinks about it in that, in that uh, particular division, which is why a lot of them were getting a lot of edge people. Um,
0: yeah. And the, the, the only thing that's, you got to support Josh McDaniels because if you hire a coach, you hire the vision that the coach has. And so if you're Mark Josh Davis, Mark Daniels, they just can't
1: fire him because their money broke
0: their money broke but that's the thing I was going to say was that Mark Davis is the owner and he's just kind of dealing with a lot of shit with uh, with with like the money situation and that's the, the that's the uh, that'll make or break whether this is going to be a successful tenure for Josh McDaniels as yeah. if they can sort that out
1: yeah that's all that's the only thing you can do right so hope you know hopefully the raiders can get it together next up we got the titans at jaguars 2016 jags we were both right it was a do or die kind of thing for both teams. But at the end of the day, I felt like Titans just didn't have a complete team personally. And it kind of shown itself in this game.
0: Yeah, I think it's just kind of like the manifestation of how injuries have taken its toll on the Titans. It's like they the still second, had the second season where they had like so many injuries racked them up too. Yeah. And, you know, they, they had uh, Joshua Dobbs. I think that, that's yeah. his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's his name. They had him at quarterback, and you know you don't expect him to go out there and win you the game because that's pretty, what it kind of came good. down to. He was
1: pretty. He was doing pretty good. It was good, two games. but like
0: what I but what I mean is that you don't expect him to go out there and win the game for you, and you know that's what it ended up being is that like they had a crucial fourth down and he threw a check down and basically like gave it no shot of you know uh, converting that fourth down and ended the game for them. Just depends
1: on what he saw out there. Um, Jazz, yeah.
0: I like how they just been on a little bit of a hot streak,
1: and you know they're in the playoffs now, so we'll see how they do. <laughs> for sure uh bucks at falcons 30 17 falcons and we were both right with that one because you know
0: the bucks have nothing to play for <laughs> they, they they really had nothing to play for i think tom brady was out there for like half the game and then they they subbed him out for whoever the bench players but were desmond ritter but though desmond ritter had 224 yards two tuds solid day you know if you're an atlanta fan something to look forward to next year because you know that's the, that's the They they fall in the playbook that a lot of teams are following, which is, you know, if you draft a middle round or middle, middle. Yeah, because I think Desmond Ritter went in like the third round or fourth round. Everyone's trying to
1: do the Patrick Mahomes treatment where they get a quarterback and if they can um, put him like behind a a competent quarterback
0: for like at least a year. And that was Marcus Mariota for the team for this offseason. So (laughs) that's what yeah I mean, they, they won some games. They did. You know, they were still in contention for their division for a while. It was boo-boo, even though we lost against all of them. That whole division is yeah. boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, we lost against all of them. That's the <laughs> that's that's the takeaway. You're asking me like what we thought of what I thought about our season. That's what I was actually thinking. We lost to the fucking entire NFC South and the Raiders. Five of the worst teams in this in the league.
1: Yeah, man. So there, there's not much else. The Falcons they have to rebuild, but at least they've shown some stuff in this season to at least give Falcons fans hope and you know, to not choke. So, uh next up Patriots at Bills, 3523 Bills. We were both right. This was basically the game where like Naheem Hines had like two kickoff return touchdowns and like even Josh Allen was like I cannot believe it. How did this happen? Wow. And he was even saying it was like the man upstairs, that's the man upstairs right there. So, that was actually a nice yeah. little game, and like, and we were saying this earlier. Um, Patriots were really trying to play for something, but I feel like I think it they just they've had the little bit of quarterback troubles too, like how the Jets did, but not too, not as hard as rough as the Jets. But um, injuries, like you said, playing through injuries, that might have been what, um, what happened with Mac Jones. So, but yeah, they, yeah,
0: it was a yeah. it, it was a weird one because like you would think um, you kind of expected the Bills to come in and run over him, but. I mean the the uh, Patriots held the lead in the second half, didn't weren't able to convert it into a win. Patriots needed this game to to go into the into the playoffs, right? Because they're in that kind of shuffle for that seven seed for um, the AFC, and that that's probably that's probably going to sit wrong with a lot of Patriots fans is that they didn't actually like the the way they lost, right? Yeah. Like it's I think it's not something that they're accustomed to <laughs> the way that they, not, the way that this kind of went. Is, at, we're not going to the. The
1: playoffs, we have to sit and watch the playoffs without our team. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean there's next year, they're I, I think it's just cuz they f- they fucking decided to put Matt Patricia in as offensive coordinator but that's just me. It's but... funny cuz he's a defensive minded coach. Wasn't he a defensive coordinator for them previously? He was a defensive yeah, He was defensive coordinator and Josh McDaniels was offensive coordinator and ah. then Matt Patricia went to lo- coach the Lions and then they he got just... fired from the Lions. Bill Dads just said,
1: you know, screw it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> next up we have Vikings at Bears 29-13 Vikings. Um Justin Fields. Yeah, he was benched. There's not much else to talk about with this game because it was just like Justin Fields had like the he had an injury he was ba- I know he was playing injured I know he was yeah so they you don't
0: you don't play the way like Justin Fields plays and come out whole or I mean, the the fact yeah. that he has no
1: old line and he was like basically burrows yeah. last year and getting hit a lot was it last year or this season before where he was getting no it was last year too it was last year yeah yeah so they need to he go getting killed yeah. They have over a hundred million and have over a hundred million uh, hundred and ten million dollars to spend in the offseason, so they can at least go buy a decent old line for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about this game was like it, they had Nathan Peterman and Tim Boyle in at quarterback. Some of the picks were so bad that you'd be convinced that they were trying to throw the game, like literally like throwing it directly at a at a uh, Vikings player and. With no Bears receiver in the immediate, this is one like, of those vicinity. moments
1: where you. This is how you can kind of get away with like we are like we're not really tanking, we're tanking, we're tanking. Yeah, I mean, what because what does Justin Fields have to play for it? Because you know, I don't think he was actually like, I don't think it was an injury scratch or anything like that either. So I think this is one of those moments where they got away with like, yeah, we're trying to get that number one pick.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Although they they could have stayed at number two, honestly. Um Ravens at next game. Raven has, Ravens at Bengals, 27 to 16. Bengals. We were both right in this one. Um, yeah, you got anything on that game?
0: Not much. Ravens had Anthony Brown out there who he had 286 yards passing, which is good, but also threw two picks. So Bengals weren't spectacular. They just made sure to capitalize on their mistakes. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I know they were just basically prepping for that uh playoff uh playoff uh journey. As I well. think the I think the Bengals closed the season on a ten game win streak, right? Bengals oh and Niners both yeah. both closed the season on 10-game yeah, winstreaks.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, Yeah, they did pretty much. Uh, and I think, uh, did they already like, yeah, they and they already had like the weird way. I think, I forgot who it was. Someone had a celebration where they brought like, you know, Roger Goodell's face on a coin with like a, a a clown face on it because like it's a flip of a coin to decide who gets what. I think it was at the
0: Ravens and Ban- it was at the Ravens and Bengals. Game. Yeah, if they if they were to play each other, they, that they would have decided who had the home game, which was is stupid. Yeah.
1: Um. Next up, Tex- Texans. at Colts. Thirty two, thirty one. Texans. We were both right, and really just because that it was like a hail mary that just we like,
0: wanted chaos. That's all we wanted. That was
1: chaos, and we got chaos because man, <laughs> that was yeah, that was definitely the best game of the Sunday morning lineup. But, of course, like some people say the Texans screw themselves out of the top pick. While I say, like, I'm just always gonna win.
0: win. Always win, man. Always try to win. Always win. win. It's gonna hey, be- if it wasn't for that mentality, we wouldn't be going to the playoffs thanks to the Lions. So.
1: so, you know, let's see what the Texans do. Or if someone tries to trade up for that number one spot over the with the Bears, because, you know, no one was going to trade. I know Texans weren't going to trade the number one overall pick. They needed it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, next up, Jets at Dolphins, the most
0: boring game ever. Eleven to six, Dolphins. We were both wrong. Yeah, I, I that was a waste of time. I mean, like they, the Dolphins were fielding Skylar Thompson out there at quarterback with injuries to Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. Jets have nothing backup quarterbacks, and that's everybody. Jets have nothing backup quarterbacks. It was like the game. The score line it was, it basically, they basically won on a game-winning field goal. I mean, they got a safety in the end, but that's when they were trying to throw, like, you know, doing laterals and that kind of The actual score was like nine to six. (laughs) Yeah, the actual score was nine to six. man. And so, you know, if you uh, if you bought tickets to that game, congrats, you didn't see any touchdowns. That's terrible, too, especially like for both fan bases of the like for those. It's like, what happened?
1: We were so we were on fire, even though the Dolphins are going to the no, 100
0: percent. Like we were talking about it, I think in the last podcast right there, it seemed there's like a lot of teams that like peaked at the midseason point and a lot of teams that bottomed at the at the mid at the mid-season point like teams like us titans jets dolphins dolphins uh, who
1: oh i said dolphins too so i also oh, dolphins. Yeah, yeah. That was a big yeah dolphins because they they have all those pieces and they still like well i know the reason why they also went down because of the concussions on tua that's part
0: well of it. yeah yeah that but um even games where tua was healthy though tua wasn't health wasn't um wasn't out for all six of those games, know, but are, yeah. unless you mean like the concussions question. Concussion, remember? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There was that. Con- that was that game too. At which time? Because it happened so many times. Three
1: concussions in one season. I want you to remember this. Three concussions in one season.
0: We're prob- I, I have a feeling we're gonna look back on this on this like season and say, yeah, that's where Tua did you know screwed himself like, or like you know messed himself up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, this game was boring. I hope you didn't watch it. <laughs> If
1: you're a, do- a Jets and <laughs> Dolphins fan, hopefully, you know. Congrats
0: Dolphins, you're going to the playoffs and you know, you're probably going to get bounced in the first round too. Yeah, let's just be honest cuz I heard uh, Tua still hasn't um
1: it still hasn't practiced yet and he he's not clear for any football related Yeah, they're going to come up
0: with some magical reason to put Tua on the field of watch. Of course
1: they will. Um next game Panthers at Saints
0: 10 to 7 Panthers,
1: we were both wrong.
0: I didn't watch but anything this one, on this one. I I didn't <laughs> I mean, the game came down another field goal. I don't give a crap if I'm wrong. We, we Seahawks are going to the playoffs. That's what I give you. Seahawks the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um. the, Pan, yeah, Panthers and Saints. I mean, there's not really much to take home from this game. I think the. I'm just curious what's uh, going to happen Sam, with the Saints in the off
1: season. That's it.
0: They, they. I, first thing I've seen with the Saints in the off season is that they've they're restructuring Michael Thomas's deal so they can release him. And I think Michael Thomas has also agreed to it, just so that it's he a clean like separation, that Saints kind of thing.
1: Either, so. and
0: you know they're not on the hook for paying him a lot of money, so that way I think they're going to have a way to at least bring more players in and that kind of thing. They had to do that because so, they're
1: they're like they're literally like in the red. I think
0: they're actually negative in cap. They don't have a first round pick this year because remember it goes to the Eagles. Oh, so. that
1: too. But I'm talking about their cap their cap situation. Oh yeah, yeah, their they're cap situation. The <laughs> yeah, they, are, they
0: they have a messed up cap That's situation. What I'm they have to actually let a
1: lot of players go. Like they're going to literally clean house. It's it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, next up, we got Browns at Steelers, 28 to 14 Steelers. We were both right. And Mike Tomlin, 16 straight seasons of winning. No, no losing seasons, Never lost. (laughs) Because people thought it was this was this season was going to be the season. But Mike Tomlin said, nope,
0: (laughs) nope. Because I mean, they didn't look like it. But then, you know, Kenny Pickett kind of just rounded out. I mean, I didn't watch this game because I don't really have anything at stake in this one this was one of those games which was just like a formality at this point yeah and the browns are, uh, i don't think the browns are a forgotten think,
1: team at this point too
0: <laughs> and i think the Steelers are already out of playoff contention yes. because of tiebreakers and that kind of thing yeah. but they ended at nine nine and eight just like you know um a lot of other teams but you know hey
1: nine and eight to nine and eight though and you know you can at least say with kenny pickett if you have the one or if they're not the one so Next up, yeah. we got Giants at Eagles, 22-16 Eagles We were both right. Giants had nothing to play for in this one. Um and then Jalen the Hurts, he was back and yeah, it was just a good it was a good game for them. You know, they just needed the win and that's all they really needed. <laughs> no injuries. Yeah, needed. they would
0: I think they would have preferred getting that win, you know, last week or the week before so Jalen could have sat out this week as well, but you know at the end of the day that first round buy it could be a difference maker for a lot of these teams
1: or maybe use it as a tune up cuz he was out for already like what two or three yeah, weeks true. prior
0: so at least use it as a tune up before getting into
1: the playoffs or did they they still have the number 1 seed or did they, did they... yeah they have the number 1 seed oh, so, so they still that's why i think too, that, as long as he didn't get yeah injured, they got a buy. So.
0: yeah and that's the that i mean uh, we're skipping ahead a little bit but we can do it a little bit out of order but that was the uh, that was a main storyline that came out of that Chargers at Broncos game. That game ended 31-28. We wish it ended the other way. Yeah, the Broncos lost, but the Broncos won. So we both got Damn that one Broncos. wrong. But, and, but the storyline out of that, the main storyline out of that game was that Brandon Staley played all of his first team, which is kind of a risky maneuver. I think I don't know what the um, playoff seeding ramifications were. I've seen that. And so Mike Williams and Chris Joe had
1: an injury too. I saw that as well.
0: Yeah, Mike Williams got carted off with a back injury and Joey Bosa was like limping. Uh and I think he had just come back from IR for a was it a groin injury? Could be. He had some yeah, serious it was injury. Groin.
1: It was, I think it was a it was
0: a groin injury, I think. So that's kind of that is um, so now everybody's like, Brandon Staley, what the fuck? Like, now, you know, we're going, we're limping into the playoffs. Well, Mike Williams, I heard, is set to actually come back this upcoming week. How good? If he's
1: 100%? Don't know. Not sure about Joey Bowes. So this is like stuff I've heard around the league as well. Uh, and then just, uh, I also heard Brandon Staley's in the hot seat too. Yeah. So if he well, would, that, that... If I've heard him and and just getting a little bit ahead. I'm not going to talk about the Cowboys game yet, but if McCarthy and brandon staley were to lose in the, the wild card just saying yeah they can actually be gone too
0: yeah and you know my or uh yeah it, it's one of those things right because it, it'll be tough because you know you got justin herbert there and you know how much i mean justin herbert is playing well i don't know how much of it you can attribute to brandon staley brandon staley obviously a defensive minded coach but it's still that environment and that uh um allows Herbert to flourish right and so Um, I don't know how much I don't know how much at risk Brandon Staley is but he is I mean, they went, they went win now that their last off season kind of thing. True. True. true because, true. you know, with the pieces that they went and got like Khalil Herbert and JC Jackson and those guys. Well,
1: yeah. And that's, yeah. Khalil Mack for sure. Like that's, that's the reason why I feel like he's in the hot seat a little bit, maybe not as hot as some others, but that's what I'm saying. I think with, if they were to just lose, he could be like potentially ousted from the Chargers because he's been there long enough is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. So going back, uh, we have the Cowboys at Commanders. 26 to six, Commanders. We were both right. I love the chaos. Dak just looks so bad, <laughs> just so bad with those they two had, picks.
0: They had, they, had, and I think Sam Howell. And I don't know if he was dra- I think rookie. He, rookie he quarterback. was a, mm-hmm. a he was a rookie quarterback, but I don't know if he was. He was probably like a late round draft pick. Mm-hmm. And so, like the um the fact that <laughs> that the fact that the 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 Cowboys lost the way they lost. Is probably alarming a lot of Cowboys fans because you know up next they got the Buccaneers. So I've met know, some prob-
1: realistic Cowboys fans, believe it or not, and they were basically saying like, "Man, if we went to the playoffs, we're just one and out. We're one and done." Like I've heard that. <laughs> but
0: you're, the thing is, is they're kind of fortunate that they're matched up against the Buccaneers, who are also very bad. Mm-hmm. And so you know they might, but Tom Brady win one but It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Playoff Tom Brady. Come on. And now. you know they got healthy. They got healthy. Mike Evans. They got guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe 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 they'll. uh they'll show out for for the playoffs but yeah if you're a cowboys fan you're limping into the playoffs because dak looked really bad in that game right
1: and for those that don't know sam Howell uh is from north carolina um uh, and he was drafted fifth uh fifth at the with pick 144 fifth round one pick 144 fifth round mm-hmm. okay yeah so late another late round guy but he he was he was pretty solid like they might have something in sam Howell, so maybe just let Heineke go as well or i don't know cuz carson went not at- coming back that's yeah, that, that guy's gotta go, man. I think you just gotta hang it up at this point because you've already you've already basically just messed up multiple teams along the way. <laughs> um, but that's the kiss of death. Yeah, the kiss of death. So we uh other game we gotta talk about is cards at uh 49ers, 38 to 13 49ers. I we were both right in this one, but cards they injury riddled. It was a tough season with a lot of expectations, but uh 49ers, that's the team to beat.
0: Yeah, I mean I think they are they're probably the most well rounded team that, that that is out there right now. Them Eagles are also obviously very well rounded, but at least on the NFC side, those are the two right there.
1: Yeah, for sure. But let's talk about like what I consider like the Super Bowl of the weekend, and that was the Lions at Packers. Twenty sixteen yeah, Lions, and they got us into the playoffs. Thank you, uh, thank you uh, Detroit Lions for that.
0: Um and yeah. First thing we got first thing we got to acknowledge is Jamal Adams, the the swag Kazekage himself, the top Barry Sanders season uh, single season touchdown record. Ain't that ain't that something?
1: 17 touchdowns. Also, he's a free agent by the way.
0: Yeah, and I, I imagine they're going to retain him. Well, the thing is he's a-
1: are you going to pay him though or is he going to go to a team that needs running backs cuz let me just tell you this. What if he went to, I wouldn't say Seahawks, because we already have a running back, but there's other teams that need running backs out there.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because there's a lot of like teams that the, actually uh,
1: lost a lot of their young running backs, if not rookie running backs, with ACL tears.
0: Like, like Jets? Jets and the Broncos did. Broncos, yeah, yeah, Javonze And so, good. yeah, he might go to onto another team, but um, yeah, that's the... Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> That's a good he's, question. He's my
1: he's like literally my favorite, one of my favorite players in the league. Like I will. Go I think everybody game.
0: loves him. I don't I don't watch TV. I watch anime. And he was. Or like, even wanna, in the... hey, I want
1: to go play Pokemon. I don't watch yeah, TV. Uh, did you?
0: Don't did you say Pokemon? Don't be one of those people. <laughs> don't say you say it right. It's Pokemon.
1: Right. I remember that, <laughs> like man that and then he he did the whole thing during the game where it was just like you know. Uh, Kazakage, hidden village of the den. <laughs> oh, That's his man. intro. Oh, I love that intro and honestly like I love that like he's representing us weebs out there because I am I am a weeb myself proudly. Yeah um, not have have you wouldn't have guessed right oh shit you got a Naruto shirt on <laughs> <laughs> right um but yeah um but this game was weird it was very competitive this game was very competitive obviously because if I know yeah. a lot of people seen this game too um, cause actually Lions Packers games are actually highly watched every season for some reason. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of weird things that happened during this game. Like with, with first with green Bay players, I don't have their names, but you had one getting ejected for pushing a training staff and it was a second ejection uh, for the season, which
0: he's the only player to do. Is his name quay walker i think it was quay. Quay, yeah, quay, yeah, walker. quay walker
1: was one and then there was i don't know if it was quay walker it was another player that was just mm-hmm. walking in like between the offense during a field goal kick he just one of the green bay players got up just walked and tried to literally get the ball during a live play like
0: and it was the yeah weirdest it was thing. that was the, yeah i was just trying to look up his name i can't remember it too but i think it started with a b but uh, I can't remember. Yeah, regardless
1: of the fact that was like some weird stuff happening from the players, even like even the Green Bay head coach Matt Lafleur was just like, "Bro, like, come on, like, it was it Razul Douglas, I think so, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think that was Razul Douglas. It was just weird. There's was just weird moments in Green Bay with those two. Um, and then of course, Aaron... and it was like it, oh, it was a ahead.
0: weird environment game too because like the it was like a sub zero game. So you know, I think. Everybody was like, "Oh shit, we got Jared we got Jared Goff out there with gloves on his hands, like notoriously bad, I guess from I think he also had <laughs> a he, hand, to to he had a
1: finger or a hand injury or something too on top of it, if besides the cold. I know the cold's one thing, but like I also heard like his finger or something was something wrong with his finger cuz either way, regardless of the fact he was throwing the ball kind of weird and in the beginning of the game,
0: but it picked up
1: towards the later part. Especially when they just said, "Let's oh, just run sure. the ball."
0: Yeah. And you know, dude, that Dan Campbell has some fucking enormous steel balls because they were oh. they were going for it on fourth and two. Like that was the play. And That's the, the one
1: that like literally
0: solidified the game right there. They like they, they were they were calling up everything, man. They were like, fuck it, we ain't got nothing to lose. You seen that one play where um Sewell got the ball
1: and then he just pitched it back to Swift and then Swift brought it. That was on the last drive.
0: It wasn't Sewell, it was someone else. But I saw that and that was like that, that was, was a straight, it was Sewell. No, Sula plays left tackle. This happened on the right side of the field. He was over there. I saw his number 58. Oh, maybe it was him then, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy because, like, that play can go very wrong. Like, oh, Packers I pick up the ball. Thought, I actually Because I was like, come on. I, like, I thought, on, Lyle, I thought no. it was...
1: A, I thought it was, like, a fumble. I was like, no, not the ball.
0: Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, that's what I thought, too. I thought they, like, punched it out. I didn't realize it was drawn up until they... they uh um, it was a perfect toss to it. Back. Swift got like it was like third and two or third and
1: three. After that, it was like it was a second and long, and they got to like third and short with that same play. Yeah, um, it was a really good. That was a like that was, like Dan Campbell also had like the reddest nose ever. It was funny, but I, I, <laughs> yeah, they, even everybody was roasting
0: him for it on Twitter. They were like, they got
1: Rudolph out there at coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he didn't care. He just he wanted to win that game, and he won it. Um. And yeah so th- there were some things that else happened was Kirby Johnson shout out to Kirby Johnson for being the only player to pick Aaron off 3 times in one game
0: he's the only one to do Yeah it. not a lot of play- not a lot of people can say and that actually no one can say that
1: potentially ended you might have potentially ended Aaron Rodgers' career because um, that man was rock walking with uh, Randall Cobbs and he even pushed a cameraman off saying like, Hey, no, hey, no, no,
0: no, no. Let's just say Jamison Williams asked him for his Jersey. And he said, no, I'm going to hang on to this one. But you know, James- being the man, I think it
1: was Jameson Williams and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was like, no, Jamal Williams was like the first to
0: ask. And then Jamison Williams came later, but like, Oh, if it was Jamal, if it was Jamal Williams, and he would hundred percent like those two love Jamal, each other. Jamal like, Williams
1: literally said, "No, he literally said, Can I get like, can I get the jersey?'" He said, "I'm going to keep." But that's like the the quote that got out was basically said, "I'm going to keep this one."
0: Oh, I thought he said that to Jamison Williams, but yeah. Anyways, one of them. The
1: point was, it was both. Williams. Yeah, but
0: if Jamal Williams asked him for his jersey and he turned down giving him that jersey, yeah. then you know that you know that there's something going yeah, on.
1: Yeah, I there. actually I caught it when he was asking him for it. And he was just like, "Yeah, no, I'm going to keep this one." And I was like, "Ooh." And then, you know, the walk-off with Randall Cobb. He wanted some alone time. So we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. But um, what do you think on that front?
0: I yeah, I can see him hanging it up. I think I think, you know, he's probably been exploring like other opportunities outside of football and stuff like that. Like he shows up on Pat McAfee's show every Tuesday. Like, show up he's today, like, by the way. Oh, he didn't he
1: skipped the they tweeted out oh. saying um no like Pat asking Aaron or whatever the segment is called. I forgot the segment's called. But regardless. Yeah. Because he was having talks for like the, with like he was having talks with the, the, the organization Green Bay. So yeah, they're
0: basically talking about like next set of plans. And
1: I think he's going to take some time and then come back and see.
0: Do you think Matt Lafleur is gonna like if Aaron Rodgers retires? Do you think that Packers are gonna be like, all right, buy Matt Lafleur? We're gonna gonna go a different way, or what?
1: I think? think they're gonna keep Matt Lafleur. It's just a matter of like, where do the like where do the where does Green Bay go from here in terms of an organization? Because you lost your two, you finally your if if it happens, you finally lost those two big quarterbacks that literally held up your franchise for all those years or decades. Really. Imagine
0: having imagine having two Hall of Famers at quarterback and, and like two. <laughs> Only one or two Super two. Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, yeah, at least over like yeah. what a, tw- twenty years. almost a
1: thirty year period. Ooh, thirty, it is thirty. Ooh, you're, ooh, that is a long period. At least, yeah. Um, and it's funny because I think even Brett Favre also ended his career on like, it was like off of like a season-ending pick. Same and literally the stat yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. The stat line was literally the same for Aaron Rodgers. And I said, ooh, the Green Bay yeah, quarterback. Yeah, it's history. Uh, so what does that mean? Jordan Love is the next Aaron Rodgers. They got Jordan Love for a reason. And I think he's been sitting. It's it's one of those things. What Green Bay does is let the other quarterback sit behind the star quarterback. And so basically, when it's ready, boom, he's going to be ready because he's. If been Jordan
0: here. Love was that bad, they would have moved on. But he, he's they drafted him two or three years ago, right? Yeah, first round, late first round pick. Yeah, and so like he's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for third, a long time, second
1: or third season behind Aaron Rodgers at this point.
0: And you know, people people were hyped on on uh, Jordan Love too when he came in for like a couple drives in that uh, game. Was it I don't know last week or the week before? Yeah. And, you know, he had like a really big touchdown play and stuff like that. People were like, oh,
1: he's going to be the next quarterback. It's just a matter of when. Because that's why they got him and they just said, yeah, we're going to stash him in the back for like the next four years. In terms of good football organizations, Packers is probably one of the best. The thing about the Packers are very conservative. They don't like to trade. They only like to build through the draft. They barely in free agency. They do stuff, but not as much as you would think. That's what. Yeah. That's what. And the, that's what's frustrating about Green Bay. They don't want to go and trade for anything. They just say we well, we build through the. We're old school. We build through the draft, and they don't get wide yeah. receivers for several years.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's. I mean, just look at all the great wide receivers that came through, though. Like you know, they have, they've had, they've had talent. You know, talent can come in. However, talent comes in. Yeah. But yeah, it is frustrating that they're kind of one-sided in that aspect.
1: Yeah, you can't really you can't really do much on that. You know, in that, in that, at that point, but you just gotta wait and see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. And I remember someone off of Good Morning Football called him like, "I love this version of Aaron Rodgers more than like the other versions where he's just." They call him like the Jungle Aaron or something like that, where like you know, he's just kind of more open and stuff. So regardless, um, if this is it, if this is it, man, but we'll see. He, yeah. he was basically he was he wasn't he was being vague at the uh, the post game, um, so
0: we'll see what happens. And I mean that's he's going to make that decision in his own time. Facts. So we'll see what happens. All right. But anyway, do you have anything else for week 18 games?
1: Uh, nothing else except that we went to we got into the playoffs. Thank you Lions. <laughs> you <know. laughs>
0: All right, let's go through these wildcard games really quick. So first one up we got is Seahawks at 49ers. We know it's we know we're we're head-ass when we say this. But we're we're going with the Seahawks. Always pick Seahawks. We are 10 point underdogs. And meanwhile, I'm in the back thinking, why not 14? (laughs) It don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Chargers at Jaguars. What do you got? Jaguars. Oh, I'm going Chargers. Okay. I'm just gotta remember. Chargers are
1: injury riddled.
0: They are injury riddled, and it'll it'll be interesting what it comes down to.
1: Bills. This is not even unfortunately. This would have been Uh, an awesome game, but Bills.
0: Yeah, let's go with Bills. Giants at Vikings.
1: They are playing again.
0: It, this is a tough one. This is probably the toughest one. I, I feel one. like the because the Vikings did beat the
1: Giants, but or not the Giants. Excuse me. They I think they did play them earlier in the season, um, but it's up to the Vikings defense. I'm gonna still say the Vikings though. Uh, but I'm just gonna. I think it's going to be Giants. Okay. I think they're. I think the run game is going to take over. That's a game we got to watch because I feel like that's a flip of a coin at this point because like the Vikings have yeah, the really best offense, but their defense isn't supporting enough. So
0: yeah, Ravens at bangles. Ravens at Bengals, Bengals, Jinx. <laughs> Bengals, yeah, I don't think we got a Ravens. I don't think we to argue about that.
1: The Ravens are injury riddled, man. I mean, I mean, it it's kind of
0: sucks because Lamar Jackson's because Lamar Jackson's injury is kind of just lingered on and on and on. It's like a we, PCL, we were heard
1: it's a PCL injury. So
0: yeah, um, in whole, and you know, kind of you kind of expect it with like the hits that he. I
1: takes, hope he still know, gets paid. That's the only issue because yeah. he said after the season they'll figure it out. So
0: still season still going. Next up we got, next up we got Cowboys at Bucks. 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 Yeah, fuck fuck them boys. Yeah, I I, if if Cowboys win, I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, I, I'd rather have the Bucks win.
1: Oh, of course. And uh, I think that's it for the wild card games. We just just pray for the Seahawks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any last bits from you for uh, before we sign off here?
1: Yeah. Um, it's been a really crazy, chaotic season. Um, but cheers to the Seahawks for proving people wrong. If anyone out there, you know, if you could just if you haven't seen it, Seahawks they post the Seahawks social media team posted like a. A, like a a compilation of like all the people that were trying to basically talk down on the like basically they were just basically <laughs> predicting the seahawks not talking actually no talking down and predicting the seahawks to be a very bad team this year but um yeah we proved a lot of people wrong even me because i actually said they weren't going to be a playoff team this year i say we're going to be competitive but maybe like miss out like on a slim chance into the playoffs that's what i thought so
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. you know who did got it right called it right though kj Wright, i think early in the season said seahawks are going to be a nine win team and squeak into the playoffs and now he really <laughs> said lo that? And behold, yeah he he tweeted it oh that's so i know he's just or said, no he, i don't know if he tweeted it. i think he might have said it on richard sherman's podcast doesn't he have his own podcast
1: i thought he I, don't, I forget if he had his own podcast or not because i haven't seen him being a little active so
0: yeah i'm not sure but yeah it was it was it was one or the other oh
1: yeah and um is there anything else from you
0: uh yeah, just add on to that. It's time for people to come uh make good on the outlandish bets with that they were making about the Seahawks uh in the off season. You know, a lot of people were saying that we weren't gonna win more than three games and that kind of thing. Some people said zero uh, like by Colin. Day. Some had yeah, some had us winning zero games, which is just completely outlandish. Mm-hmm. But like uh I think Colin Cowherd was a guy that said we were only gonna have uh three wins this season. But he uh his co host or at the time uh, on this episode jason mcintyre said he'd shave a seahawks logo into the side of his head if they went above 500 so and we did i want picks. i want picks. <laughs> and that was the fun and that was like one of the clips
1: too in the seahawks uh, post and all i remember was lock uh was um Lockett just saying we're in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> oh man but um, hey um it's been a good time but this episode has to come to an end a little over but we get we got so excited over the draft and potential you know whatever else could happen in the offseason so i can't wait for that one but uh that's it from us here at Mr. Reps podcast thanks for joining us but please hey go subscribe to us you know subscribe to us on your platform that you're listening to this podcast on follow all the channels all that good stuff and uh oh follow us on our twitter and instagram handle that miss reps and hey we'll see you again next week Peace!